Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Couch on Ice podcast. This is episode number 61. I hope you guys all had a wonderful Christmas, holidays, wherever you celebrate. Hope it was very, very fun. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today, uh, a lot of disappointment news about World Juniors, and obviously the world is very depressing how it is. Uh, but some interesting stuff and some trade talk. I'm going to do a trade bait board like I mentioned last week. But before we get in there, let's introduce the boys and see how their Christmases went. I'll throw it over to you, Jordan. How'd your Christmas go this year? I apparently brought the snow with me. <laughs> uh, they had the worst snowstorm here in years. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be so, Christmas without a freezing-ass nice. cold winter. The best part about it, the snow came the day of the 26th or the, the 25th Ooh, so nice. the morning the morning was completely no snow and then throughout the day and then the next day dumped dump so were you guys like well, trapped we inside christmas snowfall for yeah for, like, we, we didn't even get to go down to california like we planned to because there was snow oh the that sucks there, you have to go over a mountain pass right and obviously there's no fucking way you can do that if it's snowing like a motherfucker <laughs> yeah that's um, that's unfortunate. yeah so we were stuck here for pretty much and then sarah ended up getting really sick on the 26th which is her birthday too so that oh, sucks oh, oh that's a rough birthday yeah sucks ass busiest day one of the busiest days of the year boxing day exactly oh well so, thankfully but, her parents ended up making it up to or last night so they well, that's good, a good at least Christmas. can't complain about that at least but how did, uh, what, what about some stuff you got? What did you get to open? What did Santa bring you? Um, not much this year. Uh, just being down here was definitely a big, big gift. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. I got a nice new wallet and I definitely needed that. And her parents got us a $50 gift card to a, um, a hot springs bath. Oh, okay, yeah, I went to one of those in <laughs> Banff. Those things are pretty decent. Yeah, I like a natural hot so. tub. Yeah, so we're going to yeah. one here probably this week. So. Oh, well, sweet. At least you'll get to go out and do stuff while Chase and I are trapped here down in Canada in our houses. So. Yeah, when it's, uh, what is it again? It was minus 40. Oh, yeah, minus Literally 40. Literally in my hometown, it was minus 40 in Watson. Like, oh. At like eleven, <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, wouldn't be Saskatchewan if you weren't freezing your dick off. So, quite literally, quite yeah. literally. But no, that's good. At least you had a familiar Christmas with a lot of snowfall. Yeah, Jordan. exactly. It looks a lot like home. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that'd be sweet. That's probably cool for like a lot of people around there actually got oh, a yeah. snowball no, sure. on christmas you know? yeah exactly minus minus 10 there and they're pulling out their parkas we're still in shorts and a t-shirt minus 10. exactly <laughs> oh. oh there's like nobody on the roads because they don't know how to drive in snow oh i bet there's like, oh, bad nobody accidents has tires. like nobody would have <laughs> yeah. tires it's oh, like it's like the, the storm the, uh, in texas the california drivers that are stuck here they're the worst. Oh, yeah, I bet. That's always the joke here is that if anyone's a bad driver, it's a California driver. <laughs> nice. Nice. 
Like well, you could like people down there probably just have slicks on their vehicles. Who needs actual tires? Dude? Yeah, honestly. Perfect well, road. No... Yeah. <laughs> well, at least they hope until Jordan comes to fucking the states and brings yeah. winter with them. <laughs> Damn, Jack Frost. They forgot to check the fucking uh, weather. <laughs> they forgot to check your bags. You brought some. Uh, well, I'll, how about I throw it over to you, Chase? Uh, what did you get up to this Christmas? Oh, basically just chilled with the, the close family, just me and the brother, sister, and the parents. Uh, it was so cold. We I wanted to go for a nice sled ride, but really only just kind of poked around uh, the farm, basically, and kind of went out to Inglefeld, like really didn't do much. It's only out for like an hour because, yeah, like I said, like Cold minus thirty, balls. <laughs> the whole, whole went the whole Christmas time I was there. Uh, yeah, no, it was nice, nice to see everybody again. Have a quick meet up and oh yeah, know, get a few gifts, open a few gifts. Yeah, see the what, old grandma. What did uh, what did you get for Christmas this year? What was the gift that knocked your socks off? Oh well, uh, I don't really. We don't really play a Christmas game where we knock each other's socks off. <laughs> no, I got a Star Wars uh, game. Can I already don't oh, even yeah. remember what it's called. <laughs> the uh, I think Fallen it's Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Yeah, something like yeah. that. It's super yeah, so, fun. Yeah, been playing that. That's pretty sweet. Hell yeah! But, yeah. Just been staying inside, gaming. Was yeah, gonna watch basically. World Juniors until our hearts were shattered. Yeah, watched uh, some World Juniors and then, yeah, got uh, news that what one game was can- postponed or canceled and, or forfeited, sorry, and then another game and then another game and then boom! Yep. yep. So, Fuck you. just end it. <laughs> just uh, all done, unfortunately, and we'll dive into that. Um, I'll guess I'll, if you guys are interested. <laughs> I had a fucking busy Christmas this year. Oh my god, we were gone from the twenty second to the twenty eighth in Moose Jaw, and I've Moose Jaw's. If you've ever been there, lived there, you know exactly what's wrong with it. <laughs> so I don't really need to explain, but it's just not the best most of the time. And we were there for a long time, but got to see everyone in the family, which was awesome, especially since. There's this COVID thing out there where we weren't allowed to see anyone last year. I, I don't think I saw anyone on Christmas Day except for Kennedy yeah. and my parents. So. Yeah, I remember that last year. So, it was the first year I spent Christmas without my grandparents. Yeah, exactly. So it was nice to actually get around, meet everyone, see Kennedy's grandparents. Uh, saw my grandparents for a little bit. So my dad. Uh, then I get news on Christmas or Christmas Eve. My grandpa gets in, is living, or they're in Chicago seeing my aunt, and he goes into the hospital with kidney failures. So, put a little bit of a damper on Christmas Day and everything for it, but can't complain. We, he's all right now. He got discharged. He's all clean. Said there's no issues and going home to Ontario soon. So, that's all I'm happy about. I'm just happy he's good and happy and healthy. Not dying. <laughs> kind of want to see him again. But no. And then uh, I got myself a PC this year. So I finally get my own setup. I'm starting to get it all. I'm still in Justice's studio here. But eventually I'm 
I'm gonna I'm gonna once I get my mic and everything, we're we're gone. We're ready to go. Ready to roll for the podcast. Ready to studio. Eventually, I'll get some stuff in the background. Some of my jerseys that I have gotten over the years. Some maybe some pucks I've gotten. All that cool shit. So that's been my Christmas, though. <laughs> that's these. That's these. Yeah, so, old Christmas. Good times. Nice. Time. Oh yeah, good times. See some time at least Hap- nice Yeah, day. it's good when it comes, but happy it's over. The stress is done. Don't have to worry yeah, about it no, for another three hundred and fifty days, fifty some days, whatever. So yeah, and you're counting them down the second it's yeah, done. Yeah, absolutely. Counting down and can't wait until <laughs> Christmas music's off. Then I'll really be celebrating and stuff awful all the way home. Just listening to them talking about like singing about hippopotamuses for Christmas is annoying as shit. But no, should we get into some hockey news? Might as well, yeah. Might as well talk about the reason people are here, eh? Maybe. Uh, let's, let's, should we kick it off with the World Juniors and just get it over with? Yeah, rip okay. the band Yeah, let's rip the band-aid off and talk about it. Obviously, you should know by now. If you don't, then you clearly haven't been paying attention enough to World Juniors. They canceled it, uh, I believe. Was it yesterday or two days ago? I think it was yesterday. They officially canceled it. Um, I'm distraught. I'm completely distraught. Like, this is the straw that broke the camel's back for me is in, like, being extremely upset about this whole stuff and kind of actually taking my frustrations out sometimes. Um, Like, the second I heard it, I literally just stood there, screamed fuck, and complained for the next 15 minutes until until Kennedy said, Kay, I understand you're pissed off. Now shut the fuck up. But... Yeah, I was livid. Uh, what about you, boys? Yeah, we agree, man. Like, yeah, super, I'm super I'm dumb. Serious. We were seeing some awesome stuff, so I don't really want to take too long saying like it's over. There's nothing we could do about it. There, I, there was no plans to reschedule it, as far as I know. Um, it's just gonna. It, the worst thing is that what I heard from Ray Ferraro talking about it was. He's saying that he was almost getting teary-eyed with it, saying how this is ridiculous. We did this last year. How could we not have been able to basically get yeah. this done properly oh, and stuff? All so what, disappointed in and these, that in these guys. they made like, it cancel and all the issues with that, and that this is their lap. This is gonna be their best memory. He said most players that play this tournament, this is as good as it gets. Is this tournament? Mm-hmm. Some a lot don't have careers in the NHL after, let alone go on a successful franchise and do something. So it it just really sucks for these kids because we were seeing this is the most excited I've been for the World Juniors I think in a long time was this tournament. There's a lot of big names, a lot of very skilled players that we haven't got to see a lot in the past year. So it amped up the pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah man no doubt exactly there was so this was gonna be such a good tournament right now yeah and it's all just the teams un- it was even yeah exactly hey like uh, the most even the, tournament i've seen thus far yeah no doubt like there was so much so much skill and like so you said skill. top end talent that Everywhere we were like, we really looked. just starting to get to see now tip um, the iceberg like the for some of these countries yeah exactly this would have been like the start of the 
the the true roller coaster for Shane Wright and like your Bedard just to get out yeah, there and show you who they really like are. Austria right? or something, right? And you were going on to have a successful tournament. Yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously, nobody knows now. They could have been absolutely dog shit. Or they could have been. Hey, they doubled their goals from last year already in two yeah. games. They they got a goal. They got two. Yeah, like so they more than doubled. They at least two times more than last year. So they were yeah, like everyone was playing well. Like the Czech Republics were fantastic. That oh, team was awesome. very good. Germany is incredible. They played so yeah, good as a team. Did. Like I, that was the team I was definitely most impressed with was Germany because. They didn't really have many household names that we're like, yeah, there's these guys. There's there's Elias, oh, yeah, who's a were, little quiet. There's um the goalie they was were fantastic, real good man. Yeah, you know, like Bugle was that a, blank was blank uh, was pretty great. awesome. You got a couple points. That Musenberg Musenberg was from, awesome uh, from Edmonton a, yeah, pick, fourth like, round pick. Got a nice Gino. Like a, yeah, no, they were. They were fantastic, and they outworked the Czechs, who were a very skilled team. Like, that Sposal kid, oh my god. That that goal was nasty. Holy shit. Oh my god. Like, I was pissed when he scored that, because I I, will take him, we'll finish with Canada, because I think we can say the most about Team Canada, so we'll kind of discuss them. But I was freaking out on our defense, which I'll get into later. Like, but that was just such a nice goal. Like, I, I mm-hmm. couldn't take anything away. Uh, Garand really wasn't positioned that great, and he shelved it. It was a perfect shot. Um, it was so nice, man. So that was nice. such a sick move. Um, so gross. And who else on that check team? It's that Juracek. I loved him from what I saw. It's a shame he got yeah. hurt in, yeah. the, in that Canada game because he was a big player. And the way they're talking about him, He's going to be top five, top ten pick. Should be yeah, the first okay. defenseman picked in this next draft. Like, he looks big. Yeah, he looks strong. Crazy, hey? looks, yeah, looks really solid. Yeah, tough tournament for those guys. They didn't catch a break at all. They no. looked technically not very great just because, like, it seemed like every time they got anything going, there was just and a brick a wall hit them. Somebody got hurt or, like, you know, yeah. like, they just, yeah. it was That five-on-three really, really because... killed the checks against yeah, us. They, I think they would have they could have won if they don't take those bad penalties in the second. Uh sorry, go on. Um yeah, no just uh thinking about the Slovaks as well with those yeah, uh they were awesome. Picks, like, they were just they were they awesome. just yeah. couldn't score goals. I don't know what the hell was going on, but like they just I don't know, whatever, I guess. Like it was just how it goes, but they could have been so much better and they just never showed it. I don't know if the depth of the team wasn't as there and that's why it was tougher for them. But yeah, they didn't really seem to get her going as much as I thought they would. But no, they they played well against the States, the Slovaks. Like that game was fantastic. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um <laughs> taking the previous champs to a three two game when you're not necessarily a top nation is was very impressive. I was happy with how they played. Um, didn't really see much special from the U.S. that was like blow off by Page, except for Jake Sanderson. Oh my God, that kid's gonna be a, a top four easy in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Easy. That kid logs minutes like they're nothing. I think he had an average of like twenty two, twenty three minutes a night or something for them. He was incredible for the U.S., so I was really impressed with him off the States. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Finn, Finn was a team that I actually kind of was, well, they just looked really good throughout that tournament. They just seemed to always be yeah. always be flying. Uh, Hemo Salmi was a guy that I uh, just loved watching him play defense. Just yeah. reminds me kind of like a Kimo Timonen, except right-handed-ish. Right. Um, just, he just uses his skating so well to just move around. Uh, and get a pass open or like get a shot on net and that sort of stuff just smooth with the puck is it was nice to watch nice to watch i like seeing uh those types of defensemen more than just like your standard stand in there <laughs> yeah uh yeah. playing defense block, not really block bodies yeah. that kind of guy yeah not scared to make like a move in the offensive zone or like you know make a move with the puck but uh, yeah, I appreciate a big a big D man for what they do, but I do agree. It's nice when you see a defensive guy who's you know still good defensively be good with bringing the puck up, mm-hmm. or not be afraid to rip a shot from you know wherever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even something as simple as like doing a quick juke and then pulling off to the other side and just being able to get the shot off. Like you just a lot of guys you just don't see that sort of stuff with a lot of defensemen and it's yeah kind of disappointing defensive scoring i mean one of my favorite players of all time rylan can attest is uh mike Mike green Green. yeah (laughs) nice fantastic goal scorer yeah exactly he'd probably be the last guy that was fairly close or one of the several last guys that would be close to 30 goals i would think as a d-man he is the last d-man to get 30 goals actually really yes he is which is kind of not say um no, uh, with that Finland team while we were on it, I was really impressed with that Hellenis and Brad, oh, yeah, Brad Lambert. I like, I know he's slipped in stock. This tournament bumped them back up for me. Like, he has to be a top five pick. Mm-hmm. He yeah, is really so like good at creating on the inside. He's small, but I think he's going to be one of those guys like Goudreau where he's because he's so small, he's undervalued and keeps dropping. This is a guy that's a top five skill in this draft, guaranteed. Like, I think he's oh, yeah, that good. Sure. There's a reason he was ranked number two for so long and then just had a tough start this year in the Finnish league. But super impressed with him. He was by far the one I looked at on that Finland team. Like, okay, this is a real player. Yeah, like, <laughs> he had five, five points in yeah. two games. Yeah, like, like, wow. he was great. Pretty He's everywhere on the ice, so causing uh, havoc. Once he works on his inside game a little bit more, if he can do that constantly, he'll be a very good player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I can throw you guys back to the past with uh, somebody on this team. Uh, there's a guy, Oliver Kapanen, playing oh, yeah. with Finns. Um, an uncle, his uncle is somebody you may know, Sammy Kapanen. Remember old it's, Sammy it's, Kapanen? Isn't that? Kasperi's uh, dad? Uh, I think that's uh, Kasperi Kapanen's dad is Sammy Kapanen. It may be Kasperi's. I don't know if I checked that. But I'm going to check right Oliver now. Oliver Kapanen, uh, his, his uncle is Sammy Kapanen. And uh, old Sammy Kapanen, drafted by the Whalers. His kid is Kasperi Kapanen, so it's Kasperi yeah, Kapanen's is. cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I've... I was thinking there was another connection there, because uh, yeah, father was chemo. Yeah, uh, and his, his uncle was a was goalie. Sam. 
uh, this Oliver Kaplan, his dad was like a goalie that played in the Finnish elite leagues and stuff yeah. like that. Long then, line yeah. of uh, NHL yeah, players Oliver, in his family. Oliver, his cousin is Caspery. So uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Caspery is his, yeah, yeah, no doubt. So Sammy Kaplan, pretty sweet. Let's go over his, uh, his little years of his career. It was only like 10 or so years, but yeah, he was drafted by the Whalers in the fourth oh, round. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. He got to be a whaler for a couple of years, and then he played five and a half seasons with the Hurricanes. So I believe that's when they switched over. Uh, and scoring, what, 20 goals five years straight for the Hurricanes? At least 20-plus goals. I think there was that's only one awesome. year that was 20 goals, and all the other ones were like 25 and up. So that's wow. kind of sweet. Yeah. Uh, after that, he was traded midseason uh, to the Flyers and played like four and a half seasons with them. Two playoff runs off the bat with the Flyers accumulating like four goals, seven points in 13 games in the 03 playoffs. Then in the 04 playoffs with 10 points in 18 games, um, which those two years were the last years of Ronick, LeClaire, and the Recce era. Wow. So, yeah, pretty crazy. Played with pretty those, crazy. some of those big dogs. Yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt. So yeah, I just that's thought I'd go cool. back to yeah, that's the old super dope. Sammy Kapanen, like totally forgot about him, but I do. <laughs> and and the, sorry, the cousin's now. name is Trevor Kapanen, right? Um, Oliver's okay. So the kid in the sh- tournament is Oliver Kapanen. Oliver Kapanen. Sorry, I don't know why. His Trevor. uh, yeah, yeah, his uh, uncle is Sammy Kapanen, yeah. who, like you said, Casper's Casper's uncle, Papa. Or, yeah, yeah. Sammy's so this guy's Casper's cousins dad. with old Cass Perry. That's uh, cool. That's sweet. That's sweet. That's so sweet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's. Uh. There's a couple more teams I want to talk about before we get into Canada. Um. Let's talk about Russia mm-hmm. first. Let's. Russia. I want to talk about the more disappointing team off the start. Yeah. While, while simultaneously like... defending them. <laughs> um, yeah. Because like I honestly I. Uh, well, I fucking pick these guys to like yeah, win so and everything because I, I just I, don't I, want. I, I, I like I to not pick there. Canada for other things for no reason. But yeah, no, I was I was <laughs> like distraught between Trash uh, fan. Re- Russia and Sweden. Like, if there was, there were the teams that I thought were gonna were gonna win. And seeing the way Sweden played, I probably would switch my Russia pick to Sweden because of Askarov. He kind of worried me. Yeah, uh, I thought he would be just good, like how we how Wallstead played. I thought Askarov would be can, like uh, that from the start. And yeah, can we take happen. a can we take a and note to stay on? Worried me. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I've always questioned watching this guy. I've always questioned Askarov. I've always just kind of agreed with what people say because, like, okay, the numbers prove. That he's a good goaltender. Like, if you look at the numbers, he has a fantastic save percentage and goals against in Russia. Yeah, should be a should be an NHL. Should goalie. be an Off NHL what goalie. Done. What he's doing That's in the sure. KHL, and should be a top goalie. Frankly, he should be a number one goalie. But based off that, every time I watch him, and it's against kids, like nineteen year olds, eighteen or eighteen year olds, he doesn't look comfortable in the net. He looks out of position at every single moment. Like, I I just don't know what people see when watching him. <laughs> like, Sweden kind of started to light him up there, and they had to pull him. Yeah, hey. 
Like yeah, if he's not. if he's the B if he's that good, you do not pull that goalie. I don't care who your other goalie is. Like I know this other goalie's that they put in was pretty decent, that Gushkov guy. But But he didn't look you, he's not number one talent. He didn't all. look at all better. He looked way worse. Right. He looked worse. Yeah, Why? Exactly. You don't so, trust Yeah, like your... there was a couple of announcers oh. saying, like, yeah, you don't ask Rob, yeah, he wasn't playing great, but like you don't, I don't take think him this out. fixed anything, you know? Like, it's no. not like this helped or anything like that. So, Like, that's a yeah, bad no, coaching it's... decision by Zubov. A good yeah. thing on the Russian side yeah. is how good did Mishkov look? Yeah, I yeah, was impressed. Dog. I'm impressed. I was, I, um, I was impressed, too. I can see why he's breaking Ovi's records, for sure. Um, he's a lot... <laughs> he, he plays a lot bigger than he is. Um, he's yeah, a like feisty guys, little like, kid. I like it. He's only five. Yeah, nine, I like it. Hey. Yeah, he's small. Like he is really small, but all he's he definitely does is going shoot. To be on, I see why they're talking about him on, uh, comparing him to like Obi ish. Yeah, like the guy. I don't think he's gonna be like a OB. lot of goals, <laughs> like Obi in a sense, because he's he's gonna be a good power play goal scorer. Oh, absolutely. Sure. I and see that showed him in the tournament. Like the guy got three goals in like two games. I'm pretty I, sure two of them were power play goals. The so. more I've watched him, I see more of Kucherov in him. And I mean Kucherov, not the assist Kucherov. The years when Kucherov just decides, I'm going to score. Yeah. Like no, the I offensive, I, I see him as a better goal scoring. Like maybe like, uh, like, I think, I don't know, maybe Kirill a little bit, but not as, he's not as dynamic of a skater. Um, but no, I see a lot of Kucherov in him. I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, I think yeah, I see a lot of talent. That's for sure. I, yeah, he's, absolutely. Yeah. He's going to be brilliant. Like I think he's going to be so, so good in the NHL. He's consensus number two. And in any other draft year, like honestly, if he's in this year's draft with Shane, Wright, I would honestly probably take Mitchkoff over Shane, Wright. I think he's that good. Oh. Yeah, I probably like, wouldn't go that far. But, I yeah. would be like, I know he's a center, but give them like same age comparisons. I'm saying by the time he is 18, 19 in his draft year, will be better than when Shane yeah. Wright is yeah, Shane in Wright his is in his draft year at the end of this year. All That's right. what I think. I um, I agree with that. So, yeah, that'd be no, pretty I, crazy. I, I I got a lot of high hopes for him. Um. Other guys I did see, like, uh, you notice that uh, Yurov? Yurov is good. He's, he's so good. He was good. looking really good in that. Uh, I like I him. He's going to be a top 10 was, pick this year as well. Just every, yeah, just everything he did out there was just, wow. You know, it was just smooth. Smooth um, guy. I like seeing that. Looks like he was, like, he belonged in more than one way. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, let's move on to like Mukamadulin quick for a second. Um, Chase, oh, yeah. what did you think of Mukamadulin? I really liked him. I, I liked really him. Did. I I, I didn't... thought he was. I don't, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't blown away. Him, I wasn't blown like, away. He kind of did tick all the boxes and made me happy in the yep. fact like I named him as like or I said he would be the best defenseman. I think if they could have brought it all the way to the final and won, I think he would have definitely been able could to check been. that box. He may not have blown you away as much as you'd like him to. Like, it's just in comparison, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, like, he was, yeah, 
he he did all the right things, and that's I guess all you can ask for in a Absolutely. tournament like this. No, I, I wasn't feel like disappointed. He'll be like an under the radar sort of player for like his whole career. Yeah, you know, like, a top pairing gonna... second line guy, yeah, like the second D man, third D man, or something, or fifty being the best constantly. Be like forty point just... guy every year, like Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I can see him being a lot like Shattenkirk, but bigger. Oh, yeah, I see um, him being a lot better defensively. I think he's going to be um, pretty good two-way D-man for sure. I don't know. I thought Shattenkirk but... was pretty good two-way in St. Louis in his prime. Yeah, when Shattenkirk I, was in his prime. I guess. That's what I'm talking. I'm not talking Shattenkirk today. So. I'm talking Shattenkirk when, like, okay. at the top of his yeah, game. Because yeah. I thought he was no – Shattenkirk was a second pair, third. Maybe a little bit more defensive. I agree with you there. McMadulin's better defensively, and Shattenkirk's probably slightly better offensively. But that's the first guy that came to my mind being there. Um, I was impressed with them. I like this team. That Minnesota prospect, too, uh, their captain, I can't say his name. I apologize. Like I I have him. I know him very well. He's an amazing skater. I really liked him, but I just can't say his name. It's uh, Kovanov, I guess. I think it's Kovanov. Um, I think that's him. The Kustin. That's it. Yeah, Kustinov. That's it. I was like, yeah. that doesn't sound Marat right. Marat Kustin. Yeah, I didn't have it in front of me. I can't <laughs> say it. I can't say it, but I loved him. He is so good. I like what he's going to bring as, like, he's just, he's electric. He's, yeah, I don't think he's going to be – I don't think he's necessarily going to be, like, a top line, like, oh, go score 90 points and stuff. But, like, when he's on the ice, you're going to have to pay attention, I think, and he, or he could burn you. Yeah, no so, doubt. Uh, just looking at his stats right now this year with uh, St. Petersburg in the K, uh, 29 games, 11 points. So, for a yeah, 19-year-old, that's pretty that's a, that's pretty that's decent. really good. So, um no, I liked him, but did you guys want to slide over to Sweden now? Yeah. Probably the best team in the tournament. Yeah, like that I we said, saw. I think I'd change my uh, stance from Russia to Sweden after I watched that. The they had a couple games, like Simon Edmondson. They had the best beast. goalie and the best D-band by far. Yeah. Like, by far. Like, no, it wasn't even close. <laughs> No, it wasn't. Edmondson was just dancing around like a fucking magician. I it was, he was, it was epic. He was he was he was the shining star on a Christmas tree. Like, no, what? Was insane. Was, Chase, Chase awesome. I mean this with all due respect, but I fucking hate you for being a Wings fan because I'm so jealous. <laughs> I am so uh, jealous of of. Yeah, him. we're back, baby. We're this, back. And this it is was the... only like three years. Like, how fucking disappointing is that for like every other? Fan? Like, I can understand because like I'm a big NHL fan, so like mm-hmm. I understand your position too. Like, I would be unbelievably I'm, pissed. It's, there's a it's seed unfair. Of, uh, there's a so- there's literally a seed <laughs> yeah. in my mind that literally. I feel this as well. Like, fuck you guys. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. That, like, we had like three <laughs> years off, and like, there's no way we get worse from here. Like, no. our team is going to get better and better and better. So, your team's gonna up, be incredible because of your defense. Like, it's this kid is this is the best D man I've seen in years in this tournament. I know it was small sample size, but that's all we're gonna get, unfortunately. How many times do you see a guy just act like he shouldn't be there? He looked NHL ready. He's NHL ready. Yeah, Yeah. that was epic. He was calm. He was spinning in his own corner with three guys around him and went past into his own slot 
and it would break out perfect. Had a better reach. Knew he was faster. Yeah. Had a better reach than everybody. So he was just he he took chances and he and he got away with it. And know what we're not even talking about? And, like he got hilarious. a he got a goal on the penalty kill, and it was a breakaway. <laughs> and he's a yeah. defenseman. That yeah, the last D man I saw get a breakaway on the penalty kill was Shea Weber. Yeah, yeah. Stay in it your never, box, hey boys. Yeah, only and, stay in your box. Like, if and he was gone. Pressured that guy. That guy lets it go to the D man, and he goes and chips it past that guy. Like, yeah, like that's it's just hilarious. It, it was perfect. He knows he has the best hockey sense I've seen in a very long time in a defenseman. Very long time, <laughs> and he was playing with six foot three Hagel Grons or something. Yeah, shit. oh like, yeah. Fuck you guys, get <laughs> off the ice. And he's assholes. good like, too. Like you can't even can't even make a pass. Like, what do you do in the offensive zone? It's just like everybody is not six foot six feet yet. So like, no, exactly. It's just two guys. It's just over monsters. <laughs> Absolute no monsters. Room to do anything. Like I'm, uh, I can't believe you have Cider and Edvinson. That's your first pair forever. Mm-hmm potentially yeah. yeah it's funny because like um like i really like it's like better than lindstrom or falski for... yeah no doubt no doubt um or chelios no doubt man like oh. uh yeah so you got me thinking about the wings instead of this fucking oh, swedish yeah. team Jesus. No. yeah no sorry man. i'm excited well, for, excited for the future don't while we combine the two and talk about the other wings guy on sweden there that yeah back. sure Niederbach. Hey, Fuck, he was good. About he, how he played, is man. such oh. a good shot. Oh, boys, he yeah. got a rocket. Yeah, he was just another small piece of the offense in all reality because, like, they had a <laughs> they had a team. Yeah, <laughs> like, if he can, shit. if he can progress into a legit top six guy, do you know who that makes expendable on your team to get even better? Philip Zeta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Zadina's like my, yeah, Zadina and like Heronic are my guys that I'm kind of worried about them actually sticking around. Same with Fabry, but yeah, man, like it's kind of, I like how they're progressing all those guys and I want them to be around for a while, which they, they can be for another yeah, couple be. years, that's for sure. Never but no, but I'm no. pretty sure you guys are going to get pushed out in the end or something, you <laughs> At know, some point like, here. Well, with some of these prospects that we saw from them, like, wow. Um, William Eklund too, just, oh, he's good. Yeah, we knew that yeah, though. Man. That's not surprising. We've kind of already seen him this year. And we, I thought he was going to be one of the players of the tournament. And right. I think he would have been the forward of the tournament actually. Um, if Sweden had won, um, he was just everywhere. Like he was such a threat at all times. Um, Obviously, yeah. and know who else I was very impressed with? Victor Ol, um, or not Vic? Was is it Victor Olson, the um, Colorado Oscar, I, Oscar, Oscar Olson. Olson? Sorry, Oscar Olson yeah. from Colorado pick. Um, yeah, I loved him. Like yeah, again, he's great nasty. shot, and he's skilled. He is very skilled player. Yeah, Rosen. Like I said, Rosen like, this, was this right. top six when when we did our. Previous, and know what? Like I hardly noticed Rosen and Lyshaw. And they were big parts of this team too. Like that's I how thought, good I thought Holtz was. would be a little bit. Holtz more of a too. I was a guy. little bit disappointed 
Um, I thought he'd be better be Neckland. More like uh, Edmondson standout-ish, mm-hmm. you know? Me too. I didn't expect... Edmondson seemingly stole all the standout oh. from everybody. <laughs> Even their captain, Man, who was grand, brilliant, dude, too. That grand's got fucking three assists. Yep. Crazy. Like, that and yeah. Andre or uh, uh, Andre yeah, or whatever. Andre, dude. Yeah, from man, Philly. He's, he's a Philly pr- uh, pick. He's yeah. awesome. Shout out to Loof and Andre. Loof, too. That That's a Blues. So good. That's a like, Blues pick, too. Loof. Like, yeah. All this, this whole team, I can see them being. They, they should have won. I think they would. I think I they would have won. won. I genuinely do. Unless, like, Canada's. Defense, which we'll get into. Yeah, yeah, unless they do what they usually do and just, just fall, fall apart in metal rounds. Yeah. yeah. But like the way you, the way that was going, that like, team was clutch. You had every piece you had, needed to, yeah. to win. Like your goalie was definitely going to play yeah. like that oh, the rest we didn't of the time. There was no way Wallstead. <laughs> Wallstead wasn't going, was going to just have an off game. Yeah. And even if you did, we just brought up that Loof and that Andre, like they made that sick, that defense, like it yep. didn't matter that who was out there. Even if Everton wasn't out there, like it didn't matter because nope. it was. It was perfect. Know, it, this team was perfect. I, I, <laughs> there, I have no complaints. Yeah. Um, yeah, like happy with my prediction. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Wallstead, this guy's the real deal to me. This guy is the real deal as a goalie. Um, I was Chase and I were talking about it before the podcast here and comparing Askrov and Wallstead. And obviously we know it's way too early to tell, but man, Wallstead, I'm all in on this guy. Like, I think he's going to be at, at minimum as good as Shishirkin. I just can't believe Edmonton didn't take him. I can't either. Blows me away, man. Like, it like, just how? blows me away. How do you let that guy slip? How did everyone let that guy slip? Like, yeah, like the fact he went that deep is like he should like have I'm, been a top ten pick or, or top. He should 15. have been a top fifteen. That's for sure. At least and fifteen. I, I think what I think what we were talking about when I was doing when we were doing the draft preview, like, yeah, it was like fifteen. I think fifteen was his max. I think I had those guys in like the top eleven or twelve yeah. or something like that. Like I maybe now would p- maybe put old Sillinger ahead of those guys, yeah, but that still true. doesn't drop those guys past fifteen. Nope. So like, yeah, I I still don't understand and like, any of that. Like Detroit, Stevie, why? There's a reason he traded up for one of these goalies. Yes. Because like, and what I'm, are you guys doing? Like not taking this the, any of these goalies, and like, what does Dallas do? Like take another goalie? Like they yeah, could have, I guess. Could have, but, but made like, no sense. Yeah, it wouldn't have made as much sense. They at least have a couple they guys they trust. So. Well, they got Ottinger, who they're really high exactly. on. Exactly. Right? Like, that's their goalie of the future. It never hurts to have an extra, but when you can give it away for more, then it makes sense. But, yeah, no, I'm uh, – these that goalie, man, holy. I was – not one goal he let in was his fault. Not one. No, yeah, Wallstead's gonna be solid. That's for sure. You, and, you actually reminded me of like uh, Cam Talbot a lot. Interesting. How we compare? Just because well, I don't know why. Teammate, I just thought about so. Minnesota Wild when I was watching him, but yeah, he just his pads look bigger than they, yeah. <laughs> they should he, be. Uh, like I don't know what it is about Talbot. But I don't know what it always he, looks well, bigger Wallstead's than Wallstead's calm. I've never seen a goalie Very as calm, calm like exactly. this since, like, Price calmness. This is the type of stuff we compare with Price and where... That's what I've always liked about Talbot, too, is that he's 
he plays that way more calm game. Yeah, like they don't, they're not jittery. They don't move a lot because they don't need to. They know their angles are covered and that they just got to track that puck. That's all they have to do. They understand that there's only so much a player can do. Yep. And you cover, like, you cover the floor until they get enough time to be able to actually roof it on you. Yes. And then you start, you know, doing something with that. And that's why you have arms. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yes for for that exact reason humans have arms <laughs> to catch and block things to catch and block things above your head <laughs> specifically above a your rubber pads. puck <laughs> above uh, your pads that we wear no day. i should wear pads out in this cold yeah honestly warm. might do might barely keep you warm um and blocking the wind that's uh do you guys have anything else on sweden uh, last mention, or should we finish off on Catfish? No, I mean they were just fantastic. Yeah, they were brilliant. I was so impressed with that team. Um, yeah, let's let's on the Sweden bandwagon. That's for sure. <laughs> let's hop over to Canada and let's start net and work our way up. Um, let's start with Chase. I I didn't get to watch the um game against Russia, the first game, and so <laughs> you got to see Kosa play. Why don't you talk about Kosa in that game really quick? Because that's the only time we really got to see. Yeah, him. we got like what was it, thirty minutes of Kosa there. Yeah. Uh, he he looked a little shaky. He was a little off on his angles. And I'm not gonna lie, like I wonder if having brand new equipment had anything to do with it. Right. Like stiff gloves. Like honestly, it just like he just he. There was one that I swear he just missed or it hit well, off his glove. I was like, why? would that ever happen to a yeah. <laughs> yeah like like yeah, yeah you you should have that like like have you, well, your eyes like went trippy or something and you know, like yep. i think it was just not his glove I, mean, I don't know i don't know i think it was it was a l- little bit off he didn't look great and simply you had to go with the other goalie because like he just didn't install too much confidence grand i think didn't yeah. even let in a goal the first yeah, half yeah. of the game so no like yeah it, it, it was it's what it is. He looked fine, but like oh, you know, yeah, the angles were a little bit off and stuff like that. It wasn't not wasn't a great, great so. not a great opener, but nothing to be worried about. And uh, before I get into Dylan Garon, I want to say the exact same thing. Uh, don't take this like as like take it with a grain of salt. It was one game, um, but he was not that great in the check game. Uh, frankly, he wasn't terrible he was very nervous though he was very nervous and obviously noticeably very noticeably nervous and the checks took advantage of that quick as they did not stop shooting um i but at the same time i understand like it's the world juniors you dream of this as a kid like we all dreamt about it um Mm -hmm. lifting Mm -hmm. gold for team canada and being the starting goalie starting center d-man whatever position you played that's all you wanted to do growing up. And so we I get it completely, but just let's call it spade a spade. He just had a bad game. Like he wasn't that great. He was too nervous. He settled down more as time went on and Canada kind of got a stranglehold. But I think that was also their defense finally not taking their head out of their ass a bit more. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. no, Jordan, did you want to mention Brett Broshu really quick? Yeah, I think he looked pretty decent. Yeah. The old Rochu. 
Anything else? <laughs> no, I mean, he was just solid in goals. So. Yeah, no, I liked... I liked... Definitely, I, I wasn't, like, impressed, but at the same time, I was then, like, worried. Yeah, you know, my I, only I thing... He got too comfortable a little into that game. Yeah, he was very solid. Like, he did everything right, because Brett Brochu is the type of goalie to me that could be a starting goalie on a team but they have to be a very good team. Like he's not going to do well when he's getting peppered with rebounds. Like if yeah. he'll, he's good at making the first save or two, but I would be worried about after that as most goalies, right? If you got good enough defense to win those puck rebounds out and clear it, I think he'd be a very good goalie. Um, That being said, that first goal where he rushed out for the puck was he hesitated a little bit and thought, oh, I got this and just messed up. He hit, ended up hitting Kaden Gooley's leg when he slid over and fell over. So, I don't know. I wasn't disappointed by any means. He's a good goalie. He made the right saves. But I little overconfident. Wasn't nearly as good as Florin Bugle. No. The old uh, no, German absolutely not. Man. Second best goalie yeah, in the tournament. That guy was awesome. Man. He was so, Bugle. So Love Kidding me? What a sick name. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's move into the defense. And this is where I have a gripe with this team. This defense was not good enough at all. Whoa, what do you um, mean? Sabrango was fucking fire. Power, offensively, like, we're great. Five, 15 goals. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I won't deny. They scored. But they were yeah. awful defensively. Awful. Yeah, like, Gooley was good. I thought Gooley was very solid defensively and kind of helped ring them in a little bit. I understood why he was captain. Um, yeah, he was very a lot cute. more he, like uh, Shea Weber defense sound for sure. He reminds me a little bit of Shea Weber, Chris Pronger, a little bit there, like a new age. Ooh, wow. Uh Caden nice. Gooley. I like him. I really like him. What he could potentially bring, isn't he? Like a Montreal duck? draft pick. Montreal. Oh, that's the Montreal. Okay. First round pick. Oh my goodness, guys. Um, he's dope. I love him. Uh, Owen Power was real good, but I don't really have anything bad to say about Power. He, he, cool, kinda, no, okay. he kind of looks. Is it just me? Or does he look like he doesn't try at times? But like, I, I don't think he's not trying. I think it's just effortless for him. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time. Well, when you can skate and uh, stick handle and think that well at six foot six, man, yeah. like this is like we've never seen this before. Like no. Headman's good, but like this is yeah, he could be he could be someone very much like, like him. Legit offensive awareness and yeah. legit hands, like yeah, Brent and Burns. like <laughs> even maybe even a step higher on skating. Yeah, on uh, Headman, like this is actually going to be mind blowing. Yeah, I'm he's so excited good. for this guy. Like how is he six foot six and can and he looks like he's like a like even Edmondson kind of looks like this like just being I think he's six five or something dumb right uh, but it's just crazy that we're getting guys that can do this at that height I wasn't mm-hmm. sure that was really like almost almost possible honestly I thought like right. your max height for like hockey was to be six, like four. super skilled and fast and like you know dynamic. Yeah. How do you? I I just I don't believe that somebody can be six five six six and yeah. dynamic. No, it's, but this it's, is we're gonna see it. Like that's that's the new age of hockey. Is we're gonna see like 
Um, well, the goaltender like position is changing like that. Like, if you're not, like, if your shoulders aren't above the posts, good luck. Yeah. Well, and you yeah. see it in other sports too, right? So there's no reason it wouldn't happen in hockey. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in terms of basketball, I can think immediately guys like Joel Embiid or like Hakeem Olajuwon who were definitely ahead of their time with their handles with the ball because they're like over fucking seven feet yeah. tall. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and, and even if going to even other sports like soccer, there like Zlatan Ibrahimovic is like six well, exactly. foot five or something. And it's one five, of the best strikers think, yeah. in, in history. Like, yeah, and, and the most skillful, one of the most skillful with the ball. Like, you can go every which direction with it in all sports, right? Yeah, like one that um, you just with the basketball that actually made me think of like Dirk Nowitzki. Like the guy yeah. was just epic forever oh, God, because he could Dirk actually so shoot the ball. Like yeah. he could shoot the ball. He could also shoot the ball like everybody else, you know, instead of just only being a power forward or center or whatever. Hey? Yeah, yeah no, exactly. exactly. So, no, I love it. Um, I thought he was great power. Um, but the rest of the defense offensively, they pinched far too much, far, far too much. Um, and left them. aggressive indeed. <laughs> they were way too aggressive of the defense. I don't think they were bad players. I think they were all too aggressive and didn't think defense enough with in their head. Um, mm-hmm. Like all, all the amount of times in that first period, I think there was eight separate times that a D man made a bad pinch in the first fifteen minutes of that period. Like. That is unacceptable for a team Canada team, and so I just I was just really disappointed with how they played together at the start. They cleaned it up for sure over time, and I like I said, they I still think they would have won the tournament. They were still the favorites. I'm nitpicking to nitpick a, a great team, right? I I don't want to make it seem like these guys aren't going to be very gifted hockey players in some capacity. Well, we can say we were right about one thing. Uh, Perfetti did is leading the tournament. Yeah, the tournament so far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw that coming. Man. We were kind of we, we were pointing that way. Yeah, um, uh, right behind them with Bedard and Power at five. Yeah, let's talk. Three. Let's talk about that forward group while we're on it. Um, Perfetti was great. He has awesome vision. Um, I would like him to shoot the puck more, but other than that, yeah, it doesn't seem like that's who he is. Eh? <laughs> no, he's very Backstrom, yeah. very Backstrom-esque. Yeah, of, no, no. I don't like shooting because, but I, w- there's just moments where it's like, okay, hey, I don't care if you're, a, if Joe, I don't care, Joe Thornton, that you're a disher fucking shooting. Yeah, right. Exactly, How many man. times did San Jose yell at Joe Thornton on the power play? when it's an open net and he passes it to fucking Marlowe or something. Oh yeah, exactly, right? man. And he would always say, I'm a, like, they's a disher. But so that's the only issue I have with Perfetti offensively. Like he's gonna see a lot of goals if he wants to one year. Um, who else on that forward group? Obviously, let's talk about Bedard. I I don't think we can go more than one person before talking about him. Um, this kid is gonna be sensational. Like he <laughs> he I might be he's McDavid. Okay, so this guy is. 
He's like Mitch Marner shows up against the worst teams, <laughs> pots those goals, shitty teams. <laughs> just eats them up. Uh, that new Connor Bedard's good. a little bit. Uh, I yeah, I guess, but no, no I just as a joke. Yeah, no, obviously that's funny because that's that is a very trendy Mitch Marner thing. He, he's very talented, but he makes sure you know it when you're playing a worst team. Um, yeah, as Just that like, should oh, happen. God, score for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Make, but I think he's gonna be the best, one of the best players in the NHL, like top three. Uh, when he's McDavid's age now, like yeah, at this he's looking that, like it, and he's got all the tools for it. So. Oh my God, he is smooth with that, like so smooth. His agility. Well, he's working with McDavid too. So. Yeah. Um. I'm like blown away by Bedard and what he can do with the puck. Like I'm, ne- I, I just he's the best with the puck. I've never seen a kid this good in a long time. Like McDavid didn't look this good when he was 16 to me. I knew McDavid was gonna be like something else special, but in the tournament, like he wasn't as good as it or didn't show as much as Bedard I think did in the two games like he was the 13th forward at the first game and then all of a sudden they play him with Shane right and they're like ah he's pretty good there we should probably leave him on the second line hey like what 16 year old does that not many of them have not that there's been many yeah, no doubt. Hey. Like I, there's nothing about this. He he has a great shot, and apparently watches a lot of Austin Matthews, and he's got a very deceptive shot. So, like I, he's got every tool to be the best player in the NHL when he's in his prime. Yeah, hey. yeah. Like, I don't want to say too much about this kid because he's just super kid. Yeah, yeah, so I'll, I'll give I'll give it a year. Yeah, absolutely. Before the draft, but like, yeah, time man. will tell. Like we thought, Atu Rakti was going to be a first overall pick for a long time, right? For a year, year and a half, and he dropped twenty sixth and was barely a first rounder. Like this yeah. stuff happens. Yakupov, first overall pick, didn't become anything. Very the good thing rate. going for Bedard is that the league is not like it used to be. You're yes. not going into a league that's just. He's so going to be going into the league as you know, an 18-year-old with no one hunting. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, exactly. It's, so It's not the crazy and It's a skill league beat you up. Yeah. You, it's a skill league. skill will fit in, you know, so. Absolutely. So, I was completely blown away by him. Um, what did you guys think about Shane Wright? I didn't really notice him that that much, I didn't honestly. either. I was a yeah, little disappointed. Bad, right? I was a little disappointed, but I know my expectations were like they were up there with Bedard. Like I yeah. expected these young guys to show what they can do. Mm-hmm. I expected Shane Wright to be like a perfetti good. I would I I expected one of these guys to just not really Whoa. show yeah very much one because, always like, does there's just too many there's just too many guys like perfetti verdard and mctavish i well, like mctavish was going to do no what's a prime awesome example because, of that is 2010 not, but... 2010 olympics Sidney crosby really didn't have points wise didn't have a great tournament but he scored the game winning goal like <laughs> the best player in the world and he wasn't their best offensive player yeah, right yeah. like just an example i'm saying 
Um, yeah, no, right. I was I was far more impressed with McTavish. Oh, fuck, he's good. Like, he was epic in this epic. tournament. Like, I am just, God, I can't wait. For Anaheim this is going to He's going to have a, a way better career than Veneers. Uh, like, I think they should have taken him first. I still, Ooh. I'm going to, I might stand hot on that take. hill for the rest of life. That's a hot but, take. I the don't, only reason he's going disagree, to be great and he's going to be better than Beneers is because he's not on that Seattle team, so I can't really say too much. Okay, so, yeah, okay, that's you know? fair. Um, I think you know what though. Beneers but, might have an epic career, but like, McCabe do you know what I look at Beneers? More impactful and actual epic career for like winning and like actually doing things. But the thing I will say about Beneers, I don't agree with saying Seattle should have taken McTavish for the only reason. I think Seattle might be very bad for a couple years, for a while. Um, I think he'll thrive in that, Beneers. I think he's going to take that leadership role and run with it with this franchise. See, like, that's the, see, like, that's the thing that I'm not And I don't know if McTavish can do. And if he can, exactly, like... I he think... might be able to take the team on his back, and that's what differs between uh, the Beneers and the McTavish. See, but like... I'm not saying Beneers is going to go out and get like 100 points and dominate and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I, he's sure. the type of guy, though, that is going to keep the team steady when they get into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah he, like, he might be able to be Second, a captain for you. Know, I, think he, I think there's a very good chance he will be their next captain, Matt Beneers. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I unless crazy. they get Shane Wright this year or something crazy, like unless they get or like next year Bedard Meechkoff type, like <laughs> unless they get a player like that, I I think Beneers is pretty well lock for a captaincy in the future. Just how his demeanor yeah. is, right? Yeah, yeah. Like basically, what I'm trying to say is like I love how his like exactly all the things we just mentioned. Like he can probably and probably has the capability of being that number one guy yeah um i just i just see in the end you're gonna look at mctavish's career and be like oh my god he did this he did that do you remember oh, the line he was on for yeah like he's years the one or something who's like gonna that score you know points. like he's like the greatest in front of the net he'll be like in that pavelski conversation uh i got a comparison i got a like comparison that, you know? for you evgeny so, malkin He's gonna, he's gonna no, he's be not. Like he's not Malkin. gonna get hurt that much. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, he like, could be that. He can be Malkin. He's gonna get hurt all the time, McTavish. <laughs> no, okay, healthy Malkin. <laughs> Just big, strong, great with the puck, great skater for a bigger guy. Like I see a lot of that in him. The way he was skating around the net, he seems like a faster Malkin to me. <laughs> Yeah, like I see him as like a Getzlaf Pavelski, except or somebody, like, and then there's like yeah, a Getzlaf's somebody that's faster, somebody that's faster than those two guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> add add those two guys and add speed. <laughs> so, well, yeah, no, I just see him just being known more and like yeah. more loved, and like he'll be on like some sweet line forever, and he'll be like the power play guy, and like well, he'll have you know? Zegris on one side, that'll help. Yeah, exactly, and like. It's just Beneers just won't be as flashy and Beneers stuff, and just won't be uh, as We saw cool, Beneers with you know, Zegris. <laughs> like he might have a better career in a sense as being like the number one guy on his team and that sort of stuff, but I don't know. Maybe maybe not, you know. I, yeah. I just I mean it's I two P's. A lot more right? positivity through 
his McTavish's career than the positivity will be for like a Beniers, but. Man, See, and, just, and I would say the flip side, if Beniers had been drafted by Anaheim, I think the team sways that, that look crazy. massively, too. Maybe so, like, exactly. Like, I think that's, we got to wait and see what Seattle mm-hmm. becomes in the future before we can really judge Beniers. Exactly, exactly. If the team exactly. is shit and Beniers isn't doing well, I think we can chalk up that's probably Seattle. But if the team's doing well and he's not, then we can be like, okay, as well as obviously McTavish, then you can start being like, well, yeah, exactly. maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, do you guys have any final notes on Team Canada before we move off? Because we've been talking about this for uh, 45 minutes it? now. Who was that guy they tossed on the line? It was uh, right at the end. It wasn't – that's American Samoskevich. What line? Uh, it's a what name line? like that. Uh, it was with like Bedard or something or – um, uh, and Shane Wright, they threw some stank oven. Stank oven. There we go. Logan yeah. stank oven. Yeah, he was super he good. Long... Yeah, that was a sick game. He Man, awesome he was trying line. so hard to score a hat trick against Austria. <laughs> oh my god, this yeah, kid, yeah. that that kid's fast too. I really like yeah, how he hey. skates and shoots. Mm-hmm. Dallas has got a good one. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So no, I just wanted to bring him up because he was for sure fire in that in that game put jordan. put him with the top guy obviously he can make something happen yeah jordan anyone else or no i mean i i was i was impressed with logan as well i i saw the the effort that he put out there i mean i think it spoke for itself really. well he was he was a scratch the first game so he definitely showed he didn't want to yeah. be a scratch again that's exactly sure. which is what you want as a response you don't want yep. them to be throwing a fit upset mm-hmm. not giving any effort Temper you want tantrum. them to be like exactly you want them to be like all right i'm gonna work for this i want this spot this is mine yeah absolutely so anyways uh that's our world junior preview i know it's unfortunate we didn't get to watch the whole tournament and see all this stuff we did get to see still at least we got to see a glimpse of some of these kids that's the only saving grace i'm willing to take with this but other than that yeah they, they just, might have the tournament. Well, they might reschedule it. I doubt it. We'll, I, maybe, we'll but I doubt it. I just I don't see. It sounds like well, they it. want to work to do it. So if it's a possibility, and well, enough people, of course, they want to do it. They have so. it's the biggest money pull of the year as the yeah. World Juniors. Like I'm surprised. Like they'll do anything they can to try and do it, but it's just yeah. annoying that's not happening when it's supposed to be. Oh, new. it's so disappointing. Like they literally. Were they, they had in. it up and running, and then they had they, to, that's what's they disappointing about like it. One COVID case, all they needed was one COVID case, and a team instantly forfeited. So that's yep. one just so dumb. Yep, um, Absolutely. they didn't change anything once they once the variant came out and started actually becoming prevalent in December and hit the NHL in mid December. They did no changes, they didn't change anything really. They did a few things here and there, but they were already screwed. They had this wedding already planned mm-hmm. at this hotel, which is more or less probably why this outbreak happened. Uh, like, I'm just so fucking sad and disappointed in the yep. management of this and like, of everything what made that's you guys think done. this was going to work. You know, like, yeah, didn't no, go in a full they... bubble. Like I said, there was a fucking wedding in the same hotel that they, yeah. that they had. Like, what are you guys? Yeah, that's... what are you thinking here? That's that's so, just if you, yeah if if you're gonna have such strict protocols to make it canceled, then be smarter about how you handle it. 
It's that yeah. simple. Uh -huh. Like, like the, the protocols are what the protocols come out. You can disagree. You can agree with them wherever you want. They're there. Right. Uh, it's, uh, I don't care where you stand. They're there. You have to learn to work around them. You don't do as little as possible that where there's a good chance that there could be an outbreak where these protocols are going to get like they're activated basically right so um no just disappointing i was so excited for this tournament and like i said i was bitching about it for 20 minutes yesterday so um let's go over into a new segment that chase wants to do uh we're each gonna i don't know how often we're gonna do this it kind of depends on how it kind of goes here today and kind of a bit of a test run we're gonna do a future watch uh so this is just a segment where each of us are going to bring up a topic that is coming up in the hockey world that we would like to be on the, that we're excited for that's coming up so chase since it is your segment i'll throw it over to you to kick it off sweet up sweet up yeah just uh basically just call it future watches simply Anything that we're thinking about, anything upcoming and all that sort of anything stuff that and, seems any interesting. And all everything hockey. Maybe some predictions and all that sort of stuff. But first, I'm going to kick it off with the Winter Classic coming to you on Saturday at Target Field, home of the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Uh, so, wild face-off against the Blues. So, obviously, like Super Scope. Winter Classic, very good. Always game. classic. Love these outdoor games. Uh, the Minnesota Twins is a baseball team. If you don't know, <laughs> so this is a baseball field. Uh, <laughs> but the one sad thing here is names that we may not see because of well, not even just COVID, but even injuries as well. There's quite a few guys out. Uh, Shen probably not going to see him. Sunquist, Busnevich, Barbashev, Bertuzzo. All most likely not going to play. Sunquist and Busnevich are possibilities for this game. Right. Uh, in the fridge that we call outside because it's going to be cold as shit. Because, <laughs> like, it is it, when it's minus 40 up here, I'm pretty sure it's minus 20 down there, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, Wild have a few key out to uh, Spurgeon, Brodeen, Erickson, Eck, and Greenway. So Greenway being the only one that may be able to play uh, kind of sucks. Like they're not too, too bad, but Spurgeon, Rody, and Erickson, that got kind of yep. not sweet. Erickson so we'll miss a rough. few guys. Might not be the greatest, greatest game we all hoped and yeah. imagined, but hopefully at least Sunquist and Busnevich play for the Blues and we're only missing like a Shen and like a Barbashev or a Bertuzzo. So yeah, it should be a good game. It should be a good game. It uh, should be fun. Yeah. Uh, Even with all the losses, the protocol and crap that's going on. Yeah, people just being out in general. Um, a little gem in all this is the fact that homegrown Nick Bugstad grew up in uh, Blaine, Minnesota. Yeah. And he, he was a massive Golden Gophers fan. The old University of Minnesota Golden Gophers team. Uh, they're like the NHL to him. They just admired those guys. Um, along with, like, what, I think it was Justin Hall, too. So, yeah, no, just looking forward to the old matchup, uh, 6 o'clock Central time on Saturday. The old classic winter classic, hey? Minus, <laughs> I think they said, like, 20 uh, for sure. Man. Possibly a low of minus 26. So, yeah, it's going to be a little frosty, but super stoked. The NHL should hire you for their fucking ads for the winter classic. 
Just be like, there may be these guys out, but it's still going to be the best. <laughs> yep, it'll still be the best. So, no, it'll be love it. No, I agree. It'll be. It's so always St. Louis was playing pretty good that last game. So, uh, and Minnesota is on tear this year. As long as Kirill mm-hmm. is there. Exactly. Kirill, Sanko, Ryan O'Reilly. Big boys are there. So. Yeah. And, and Bivington's playing. Ryan Hartman. Um, <laughs> I think Bivington said that. Yeah, no shit, dog. What a superstar. I should buy a Hartman jersey. You should. Uh, do get it. one of those uh, those reverse retro ones. That's, that would be Oh, the, the Subway get. ones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Subway colors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sandwich shop? Um, <laughs> best. best. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's the old future watch. Love it. Look. I'll watch t- it best game all the time every time uh last year i believe it was at uh where jordan's at right now lake tahoe yes it was yes lake sir tahoe. Well, so you missed that by a year bud yeah apparently <laughs> but let's i'll throw it over to you then jordan uh what do you got for your future watch i am gonna take it in a different direction I am extremely, and I can't even put this into words, extremely excited for the inevitable downfall of Boston. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Love it. I think oh, Chase, I hope your dad's listening. <laughs> no doubt. <don't> <laughs> As a Capitals fan, I dislike Boston. I think that's very just. We've been... I think, been I think anyone who them. isn't a Boston fan despises Boston. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think it's a rite of passage. East, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, everyone in the east, east other than like Detroit, because we're kind of still new to the east. <laughs> yeah, I still, I still want to go back to the west. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, sorry, continue, with, Jordan, with, with the downfall. Their uh, their stars are getting older. Their draft picks haven't been producing. I think we're gonna see a bit of a slump, maybe a year or two, where they're quite bad. Now, bold prediction question I have for this. Is Patrice Bergeron on this team next year? Or even in the NHL, frankly? Oh, I fucking hope so. I hope I think, so. I think he's got two. I think he'll play another two years. I really do. Okay, but... do you think he'll play in our two years in Boston? Or one yes. year in Boston? Okay, so Chase thinks he'll be back. Jordan? I think so too, because I think the money won't matter. If they miss playoffs, I think Bergeron leaves. Interesting. Um, I don't see how they turn it around if they miss playoffs this year with their depleted team like they have. I don't think they will. Um, I don't. I, it'll be tight. They're, I've they're fortunate. I there's a chance. There's definitely a, a chance. chance to keep going I don't want to give really up do. on this team because I, you never should. Until they're done, I, I don't want to give them up give up on boston because me, like their top line later... sticks still it's still awesome yeah like to me they're like a, a competent second and third line and maybe like a jump or a stab they, at like I a think chicken it... or a, a, another higher level d-man even if you if you even need it i think uh, if they the get mcavoy yeah. runs the show back there and carlo but i think they get um... a top four guy on the d and a top six forward that would change a lot and that's yeah, not I think too, they're just too like crazy two, again. Yeah, I don't think they're I don't think they're difficult moves away from uh getting this team no. in a great spot for the next three years. But so 
if but they, they have to make they have moves. to hit they have to they hit have, on all yeah. of them yeah, they have to make those moves and they have to work and that's for sure so i feel where you guys are at it has like, to be I'm, a miracle i'm right there with you when it comes to this can fall out fall apart soon i'm just not sure it's gonna happen now yet like i feel like they're gonna push again before they actually they're fall apart try. like the organization will they will try i don't see a world they Except won't the try to push really. again it's whether it just works frankly like I, I, yeah it, frankly it has to be you go get chikrin or you go get somebody who is you have somewhat to get just someone that decent yeah you have to um, get someone so and if you don't go there then you make sure you figure out your second and third line because like literally like when this first line's going you really only need a, a good second line and you probably be you fine just need you know? someone to center that line properly like i love i i don't want i always make it seem like i hate charlie coyle i like charlie coyle but he's as a producing second line center, he is not that, and that's what they yeah, need. Yeah, exactly. He is a brilliant exactly. a defensive third line. Absolutely, you put him on the third line, or if if you have a younger third line center who is producing, you can afford to play Coil on your second line. But you yeah, like need if you had two, if you had two coils, yeah, or if you had an offensive <laughs> coil and a defensive coil, it'd be fine. Yeah, that'd be ideal. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, and there's guys available. Like, there's tons there's available. Your Dylan Strom, like Chris Tierney's out there. Like, there's guys that can work with Hall. Like, this is hurdle. This isn't going to be a crazy. Yeah, hurdle. Like, this is not hard oh, yeah. to make. Don't it's worry, just, we'll get all, in. You, you you drafted your license. I will. So I you will. You did that smartly. You didn't trade that first round pick. You can trade that first round pick now or a next year's first round or something like that. Like, I think there's yeah, a good Chase. To make Don't worry, I. Really I have stuff. a lot of the stuff with that. So we got a lot of trade talk. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we'll get oh, into no. that in a second. Um, but I agree, Jordan. I, I am also kind of excited for that. Um, sorry, Boston fans. It's just, oh, you've been so good for so long. Just please. I, I mean, I know it's funny coming from a Penguins fan, but um, I, it will fall. It, it will fall. fall. It's not going to continue to like. Yeah struggle through this exactly like and also gonna... boston fans don't like don't hate us jordan and i because we're not far behind them <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah we are <laughs> definitely not far behind them yeah you guys uh, are actually guaranteed to do that yeah we're we guaranteed don't, don't have anything to replace like, yeah most of your very other than maybe the capitals <laughs> yeah they at least have prospects <laughs> yeah we don't have prospects that's where we're fucked so <laughs> Yeah, unless we sign like a big free agent, I think it's not looking yeah, good. But no, um, I'll jump into my future watch quick, and this is more of a, a future watch for news about it, more or less, rather than it happening because it's not official or anything. Um, we've talked about the Olympics a little bit and how excited we were, especially Chase and I. Um, and just having angel fans and seeing like Stamkos go finally his time. Mm-hmm. Crosby's potentially last Olympics, getting to play with McDavid and McKinnon. Um, like Matthews taking over. Maybe Jack Eichel is gonna go. Like super exciting stuff everywhere at the Olympics. And obviously we know it's canceled for NHL players. The big question on everyone's mind, how do we get a best-on-best tournament? A lot of players are saying, 
uh, we all heard what Marshawn said, hopefully. If he didn't, he came out and said, I think the players should have decided whether they wanted to go. I think it's unfair that we agreed to this in the CBA, but they aren't following through and that the NHL is they just didn't want this and they made it happen basically. basically yeah like they set up the rules so then like if like any small few games were postponed they could literally make yes. the decision themselves and Which... it was like not very many games it was literally like i think it was like five I, I, days it was like or 10, something that max Ten, I think. yeah and like and, it wasn't very many games and like I I I understand where Marshant's coming from. That's a huge accusation, but it's definitely would not put it past our NHL. Oh, dude, it's not even just the NHL. That is what people. Do. That is what all, people all, do. Oh, all the time. Businesses do it all the time. All day, like, oh, what do you mean? We didn't. We didn't mean it like that. There's but, no evidence. However, like, like, yeah, I know the, you didn't write exactly that down. Yeah, <laughs> like, the only thing though that I yeah, the only thing I'm confused that confuses that are I disagree with about it, that they wouldn't do it. Postponing games and having no fans loses a lot of revenue for the NHL. A lot. Like they were really <laughs> upset at the Habs for um having no fans and saying like that this isn't lasting long. So that's where it gets a little like would they really shoot themselves in the foot to save would they right? Like would they cut their mm-hmm. hand off to sp- save the spread? I don't know. Um cuz they typically don't. They l- oh, wait until it's just- too late. Um, They're so, all about having the Stanley Cup handed out at whatever the yeah, same time that all these 40, 50-year-old people are apparently so worried about. I know. But, and it's – it's. Like, I don't – so like I said – that it can't get pushed back. Like what – like yeah, I'm – sorry, I, I'm not old enough to have this like 20 straight, 30 straight years of the Stanley Cup being handed out at the exact time. I don't care time. when it's, it's handed like, out. ingrained in my brain or something like that. But like – It would like, be nice you, to have it at the same time every year, yeah, but you got to be realistic. It, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, be realistic. At, at the be all and end all, I want a cup handed out. If you hand it out, you can hand it out next December for all I care. If a cup's handed out, a cup is handed out. Yeah, I want eighty two games and a cup handed out. I don't give yeah. a fuck when it's handed out, dog. No, I don't. Exactly, and that's the thing. Like, if you have to push into the players' summer, do it. Like, I'm fine. I know that's saying a lot. Being yeah, a like, player, obviously. Being yeah, a like, fan. sorry that we're going to have to keep sorry. pushing years back. Like, we're, like when we're not going to know when these variants hit. And when they hit, we have to adapt to them, not so, just let it hit us and then be like, oh, I guess we'll make a we'll make a decision yeah. now. And then, well, hopefully this just doesn't keep continuing. Like, didn't see that coming or so, whatever. Like, no. Jesus so, Christ. no, exactly. So, <laughs> I'm okay with pushing it back. But what I'm trying to get at, uh, my whole point across, sorry. I want them to announce the NHL to win-win and NHL World Cup and then do a proper World Cup. Keyword, world. Um, I want that it's a win-win because the NHL, you do it in North America this year, you do it in a bubble this summer, during the players' summer, and if they, don't, if they really don't feel like going, then, I mean, I guess you figure out when that boat comes if who it is they probably would have to allow them the chance because of opting out or something have a world cup though this summer after you award yeah. the cup give the cup winners uh and uh, the two finalists give them like what two three weeks to party and like celebrate 
and then get into the World Cup and training camp for like a, a small training yeah, camp like, of it. From what I heard, it from what I heard, it takes like a year and a half to set up that event. From what I understand, so like I feel nope, what you're saying. it doesn't. Cool. If you put enough people and money and everything oh, sure, into yeah, it, yeah. you can get it done this summer. And do you know how much grace that would give the players? The fans, everyone. That's a free win. Well, not free win. It's an expensive win, but they make money off of it too. Yeah, but these organizations takes a year and a half, man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly. I know it's stupid. Yeah, no, it's all stupid. But this is a win-win-win for every single person involved. Every single person. The summertime before. It 100%. Sh- they should like, change this. They shouldn't even be going to the Olympics ever since no. the last like kerfuffle of crap that happened several several years ago. Like yep. the first World Cup, the reason that happened, yeah, you should have kept kept going off of and that. What, and what went with it? But what you do is you go to normal teams. That's one gripe I have with it because it's my future watch. I'm deciding. I don't want to see Europe. I don't want to see Team North America. It was fun the first mm-hmm. time. Not again. Yeah, Nations that are good enough, right? That's the point, right? I want to see Germany. I want to see Slovakia. I want yeah, to see Czech 100%. Republic, yeah. right? I want to see Canada versus U.S. I don't want to see Canada versus North America. Yeah, ooh, who fucking cares? <laughs> like it was cool one time we see it. Like that's a video game simulation World Cup. Yeah. Is all it was for a season. They tried it, yeah, made some money. That's what it was for. That was cool. Publicity was awesome, but you can't do that again. The gimmick works once, can't work twice in my eyes. So that's that's what my future watch is. I want them to announce something this summer. If it has, if it takes the year and a half, next summer. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's close, what and whatever. Because then Stamkos still has a chance part. to make it. Crosby, McKinnon, McDavid get a chance to play guard. Everyone we want to see in this tournament should still be close enough eligible to make the team within a yeah, year. Exactly. So just do that. Yeah, I don't think the rosters would change too much. That's for Not, sure. Yeah, maybe, that's the, odd, maybe like two or three names per team, tops. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. unless drastic yeah, no, things happen. Fully agree, man. Fully agree. Get this Olympic crap I out of here. The NFL doesn't go to the Olympics. Who cares? It's just, yep. it's just have the Olympics it. stay exactly what it is. Um, like, don't send NHLers anymore. Do your own World Cup because, like, as much as I want to see the Olympics and we love seeing them go, like Chase said, no other sports send like best leagues send their best players, right? Um, yeah, and uh, also plus the NHL can make money halfway off... through the year. You know, yeah. like this is what's so dumb exactly. about this. They don't too. make money. It's halfway through the year. There's no like you can do it at a different time. It has to go on at the Olympics. Like, it, and and there's so many boxes to check off that it doesn't make any sense whatsoever no. for like most people, other than like the fact that we grew up um, wanting to play in the Olympics or something like that. Like, dude, Nick Bukestad grew up wanting to play for the Golden Gophers. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not that big a deal. No, exactly. Around. Sorry. The World like, Cup, if you do it Cup properly, can it can replace it, it better. You're still representing your country. Like, that's all they care about. They care about wearing the maple leaf on your chest if you're Canadian, or the blue and but white, again, sh- or the red and white stripes. Like, 
Like, this could be a World Cup A and, like, a World Cup yeah. B. Like, you have your other group because, like, that's your qualifying to get into the main, and you know? like You, you can bring make in other nations and stuff if yeah. you want to. And you can do this in the spring training or something yes. or, you know, not <laughs> planet whenever you want. <laughs> whenever if, you want. Yeah, I heard whenever people saying if you, know, you want to like, do it every summer, you can do that. I don't think that's feasible by any means. I think yeah, every – Two, every four years is every fine. four like, years is good it. for me um it makes it more prestigious to be on the team if it's every four years and mean more when you win um so but no that's all i want to see i want to see a world cup of hockey where the nhl can make some money off it because that's all they care about so i'm trying to find a solution for everyone the players <laughs> that i want to see on the teams are going to be there or at least get a chance one last chance because the nhl fucked them and for years they have and yeah like that's that's all i want to see it's all yeah I want unless to see the, the ioc is gonna change or something which yeah that it, oh yeah so, ioc changing like we've asked stop. yeah it's not gonna happen not gonna happen it's getting to the point in the world where we have to just stop trying to work with people that are already in positions or conglomerates mm-hmm. that are already in these positions and start our own because this is like the it's like talking to a brick wall or somebody times, who won't yeah. listen to you or won't even that's not possible we've yeah. never done that or like yeah there's it, just no working with any conglomerates anymore like we've everybody should just start their own new everything because it's yep. just what the hell guys like yeah. why do you make things so seem so impossible <laughs> yeah in in certain cases in in some cases yes and well, yeah. de- like double ihf i 100 percent agree with you with that new we need new but no that's all i got for the world cup or anything uh you guys any add-ons to it you have no i mean just make it happen make it happen hey like that's all i ask and like i want to see all the nations too like all nations (laughs) you can think of i don't care if it is a month and a half long tournament and there's 12 nations in it i want to see that there's 14 nations like i would love it if you want to do it in different places and it's a good way that you can put it in those other nations that are controlled and where the NHL can decide based on because China was a bad place where the Olympics are, frankly, like (laughs) government wise, it was just not going to work where the NHL can control that based on where it can go. Take to Finland. Like that'll be great in Finland, right? Sweden, Russia, Russia would still be good. I know it's a little (laughs) here and there, but like, if you took a cer- certain place in Russia, it'd be great. Like, no. So, yeah. and you can just do solution. so much more with this yep. as well. Like, you can, this could be just more than like the men's thing. You could like make an under do a women's. Like, maybe you steal the idea of the whole North American thing. I know what you do like, oh, as maybe an NHL. do an under 24 tournament or something that's, that would it's be not, cool. it doesn't have to be long. It can be yep. like a world junior or something. Like a world like that. junior, you know, just like do 10 seven, teams. That would be cool. Yeah, you do seven games. You got a bunch of, under 24 guys because why not you know like it's the only like yeah the only downside that is like if there's a 22 year old we want to see in the world cup i guess you could do that every like second year you could do that yeah like it wouldn't be going yeah. at the same time yeah yeah like that'd be cool that'd exactly. be cool it could be um, an opposite thing and like, know what they should also do with it to make even more money and if they want to be progressive and everything do a women's world cup fund a women's world cup partner with 
the exactly you can um i can't remember what's changed what's the new name for the women's professional league i can't they changed it this past year and i can't remember what they changed it to um but part anyways uh partner with them uh partner with them and do a women's world cup too because these women are also getting screwed over by isn't it just the premier hockey federation it is i think yeah Yeah. Feder. that's it PHF. I was gonna say PHL, and then I was like, "Yeah, it's, they <laughs> no, changed PHF. it to F, yeah, for federation yeah. And such." So, yeah, the PHF partner with them, that, and then get everything going there. How much money is in all this stuff that we're saying? It's not oh, that complicated yeah. to, to do. So, um, anyways, that's my final point on that. I'm sure a lot of people agree about it. It's been a lot of talks about it this uh, oh. holiday season. So, I thought I would add on to it and say our piece of. But shall we dive into my trade bait board? To it. Um, so I'm going to start off with I have 34 names down. <laughs> I have a lot of names, but I'm going to go through the first bit pretty quick. And I have specific trades for, for multiple teams for every single player. Uh, to, to teams and assets. But the assets where I made trades only goes up to 23. So I'm only going to do those ones saying what trades I made. If you guys want to throw in what you would give up for them, like as a general package, um, feel free. Um, And let me know what you guys think of my list. All right. You guys ready? Hell yeah, man. Let's do it. All right. So starting at number 34, this is based if they fall off a cliff and start playing really poor and want to get assets for them. I got Andrew Kopp. Uh, from the Winnipeg Jets. I think this is an easy first-round pick at least. I've got a couple teams, Tampa, Washington, Edmonton, as some key teams that could really use some middle six help. Um, and yeah, he'd, go be, for an he'd be nice on Lightning yeah. and Capitals. And no Oilers, too, as a third-line center. That would be great. No um, yep. So just a player, but this is only if they're kind of falling apart. You could also throw Paul Stastny as, like, the 35th guy. Um but no, just some guys if Winnipeg falls apart. To mention, moving up to number 33, I got Philip Forsberg from Nashville. Yet again, if Nashville falls apart, I know they're playing great. I believe they're still in second right now in the Central um, and are killing it. But they could get a hell of a lot for a skilled forward like Philip Forsberg. Probably a first and a prospect like a solid imagine how good he'd look on the islanders yeah um a couple names that i mentioned you no note n- good note there because i put new york islanders new york rangers boston bruins and toronto maple leafs um obviously money would have to be worked for some of those teams i know but just a couple teams i think would really thrive with a top six guy like philip uh moving to number 32 moving to pittsburgh if they fall off a cliff i got brian rust um I don't even know if you need a cliff, honestly. Like, they might move this guy anyway. Yeah, that's true. Cap space. To me, it's up to this guy and probably, I'm assuming, Zucker's on here somewhere. Possibly Uh, unless you're not a Zucker. He's not right now, but But, he would be – if I kept going, he was definitely there. I have so many names that yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of names to a lot of names you yeah, throw no, up. I just wanted to um, say that like Brian Rust could definitely get. I wouldn't be that shocked if he no, did get I, traded. I would. There's a lot either. of talk about 
they're gonna move on from a winger. I think they're they're definitely moving on. From well, I heard Kapanen this deadline, and, um, but we'll, yeah, yeah, I heard, exactly. but heard that's that would be crazy to me. But yeah, yeah, anyways, Brian Rust and a couple teams. I uh, got Dallas, Minnesota, and Winnipeg. Uh, all if they're in the hunt, um, they seem like just the right places. Dallas really needs scoring help. I think he'd fit so good in Minnesota. I don't know why. That just seems like a match made in heaven to me. Um, no doubt. But moving up to number nice. 31, uh, a team. This is more of a blow it up if your team isn't good enough for Dallas. Uh, Joe Pavelski, very unlikely he's traded. But he's on the last year of his deal. You could get a hell of a lot for a Joe Pavelski at the market if you're not a playoff team. Yeah, um, yeah especially if you're retaining money. If you're too, retaining like, 50%, you can get him at... Uh, I see you got the Leafs here. Yeah. Like, God, they could really use Leafs with love. nasty hands in front of the net. No kidding, right? Imagine him playing with John Tavares. Oh, that'd be sick. Like, that's perfect. Him and Nylander, that line's perfect. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I got the Leafs, Bruins, and Rangers, uh, a couple teams in the East that could really do with a veteran guy to help them push in the playoffs. Yeah, and I could definitely see Joe Pavelski being on the move soon. Yeah, um, exactly. We're so unsure. He's having a great year. Do you want to sell and get your money's worth for him? Because they gave him a big contract, and you could get real good assets for three years of Pavelski. Um, Yeah. Moving to number 30, um, I only have one team for this, but I actually mean every team who's in a playoff hunt. But uh, I got Zach Sanford from Ottawa. He was just traded this year, but he won a cup with the Blues. He's a big, strong body. He's a really good four checker. Everything you want in a third line checking player, right? Um, Tampa's my first solution because they're just the type of team that's like, oh, we're going to take this guy who's won a cop knows how to do it to play on our checking line, just be the greatest player again. Like they do. And somebody they could really use in their yes, bottom. Yes, they could. Uh, they don't have like super, they don't have big, the depth they strength used to. exactly. Like I know they got Patty Maroon, but yeah. like it they doesn't, wouldn't not hurt. many guys after that, you know, that bring that sort of force and, yeah. Um, sandpaper. That's the word. And yeah, sandpaper intimidation sort of thing. So, exactly. and speed, man, for yeah. a big guy. I and think I brought like, that up before. He's quick. And forechecking. Like, he's such a good forechecker. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's just the main team I saw because they're the type of assholes that would steal Zach Sanford. Um, but realistically, every team in the hunt could use a Zach Sanford. Um, moving yeah. to number 20. Oh, sorry, Jordan, you had something else? No, I was just agreeing. Okay. I, I think know. every team in the hunt could use a guy like that. Exactly. He definitely provides a good uh, boost up. The uh, physical end. Yes, absolutely. Uh, moving to number 29, I've got Kevin Fiala. He's just always in trade rumors, and I don't have him if Minnesota falls apart. I have him if they want to make a big move. Um, I wonder if he's either a big piece of making a huge upgrade, like whoever you might want, whether maybe it's Chikrin. Um, do they want to go all out on Philip Forsberg, someone like that, right? Uh, he could be a part of that, and maybe just to free a little bit of cap space, because I do know they get a little frustrated with him at times. Uh, a couple teams I put down was San Jose, Dallas, and Boston. I think for Dallas and Boston, they really need a forward who can reinvigorate that middle six and kind of show some life on a different line. And then San Jose just kind of fits their timeline a little bit if they want to move off of Hurdle or... Yeah, and like a hurdle Fiala trade just yep. seems inevitable. For That's some I know. 
no I, reason. I did it this summer, and like I just can't get yeah, my mind yeah. off of it now. So um, yeah, and I've heard rumors about exactly that trade. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. It makes like, sense I'm for sure both. Happen, Minnesota could use an extra center help, and um, Vial is always San Jose could about use an, a scoring. <laughs> San Jose could sign another just horribly overpaid <laughs> eight year eight million for fiala <laughs> oh wouldn't that be something wouldn't that be something um but no moving up to number 28 on my list i've got alex radulov and this is one that i see dallas doing in two separate occasions whether they're doing really good or really bad um if they're doing really good, you move him for cap space, and yeah, you and do, on him, right? yeah, and you do what you can to get a top six guy who fits with Sagan. Um, I know that Chase, you were mentioning. I don't know if you mentioned this during the podcast or before, but uh, Sagan playing with Ben and Gurionov, and that was lighting it up before the season. Went yeah, on the pause yeah. Before there. the break, there there was uh, the last game that was played. Basically, it was Dallas, and yeah, they had that line together: that Sagan, Ben, and. Uh, Guriano, pretty sure Ben is on COVID or hurt now. Yeah, but, uh, but if that line works, you, that makes Alex Radulov expendable if needed. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, so I, I like the idea of getting rid of him because I think somebody will take him. Someone would love and just some scoring touch in your middle six. I think it can help a lot of teams. Uh, teams notable, I got the New York Rangers, um, Carolina Hurricanes. I think he would do amazing as a Hurricane. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think um, Toronto could use a, a veteran like that who knows, who's been to a cup final, who knows how to score in this league, who's an energy guy as well. It just seems like a good fit. Uh, moving up to number 27. Uh, this is a name that I feel like will be traded, but I don't know where. Um, I actually don't have any teams, and that's Callie Yarncroft from Seattle. Um, oh, yeah, the he old is, bag of pucks. Yeah, he has not worked, <laughs> but I feel like a team would give him a chance based on his contract and what we thought he could be in Nashville. Um, I know you're not going to get a lot, but if you can get a second-round pick for him, a third-round pick maybe, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what his value is either, but I just don't. Yeah. Why would you let him walk if you can try and get at least a third? Um, because he's gonna walk, especially with the impact that he has on your team. Like, yes, he's not really. He's been... the guy that you try and get something back for before you just waste an expansion pick on him. When you could have yeah. taken apparently Matt Duchesne, who's reinvigorated his career, like it's yeah. so or Johan. Like, like I like I said, even way. Of... Like, why would you not take a chance on a possible first line yeah. setter? I don't care if his contract sucks or something. Like, say whatever you want, but like the guy at least has had experience right. first line center. Yeah, and you didn't so, take him. He was just sitting there. There's two of them. Like, I just exactly. So, anyway, this may really hurt them, Yarn Croc. So, I want them to get an asset back. I don't care where he goes. Like, maybe Tampa takes him, like, and just turns him into a third line, like, awesome right winger, like. 
You never know. Like, are there oh, are there UFAs coming up this year that are like super on epic Seattle? That like that that Seattle is going to be able to sign with all this super duper cap space they've created. Like, is um, Austin Matthews a UFA? Not this, not this, this year. year no, not you this know? year. Like, he is uh, in like two years or something. Matthews, two or three. Like, years. I'd like to know the big names that Francis is looking at in the next couple of years, and he's like, um, oh, like, are they going to steal Malkin or like is that Malkin like, is one? There's. Uh, I mean, technically, there's Aho coming up in two years. Drysell's not too far out. McKinnon's two years, even though McKinnon will get signed. There's a lot of big names, but I don't think you should look at the free agency and plan based off that. That's a terrible way to build a team. Yeah, um, exactly. So, so then that means they're just going to hang out for the rest of time and wait five years till they're good trade so, you trade away fun, you trade away players for assets yeah you so do. you trade yarn croak for whatever you can get whatever he, you can he get hasn't, he hasn't done enough or nope. anything early for you can put somebody in for him like come on does yeah unless so. he's the coolest guy in the locker <laughs> no exactly so that's all i did with it um pretty just anywhere can go uh let's move on to number 26 on my list i've got chris tierney um, I think Chris Tierney is perfect for a lot of teams right looking for some depth center. I got Edmonton, uh, Vancouver if they're in the hunt, Winnipeg and Minnesota. Um, funny, I just couldn't see him not going back to a Canadian team in a trade. Yeah, and no, I think Edmonton is a very good shot. Yeah, Edmonton's my number one choice for that because they really need a third line center. Uh I think Ottawa that's really right. Like they could use some key depth pieces yes. in Edmonton. Very much so. And I think Ottawa should like I know they want to be good, but you're not yet. So ch- keep selling what you have and trying to get like they could probably get first at a second round pick at least for Chris Tierney. Yeah, as exactly. A yeah. Center, maybe even a decent prospect. Like you never know. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. just it, he's serving a purpose right now as a very valuable player, but you're not good enough to use him in the valuable position. Yeah. Exactly. So I say you offload him, get assets back and you're still going to take two, three years to be a legit contender maybe, or like playoffs every year. Right. So yeah. Like, what do you get? What are you even doing with this guy? Like, geez, it's kind of crazy. He doesn't even play 10 minutes a game. Like, wow. Yeah. And like he like, needs to play in, in a so really weird. in a good defensive role on a team that needs a third line center, like a cup team. I think that's what really could use him. So he makes sense to be gone. Um, moving up, to, yeah. Boston uh, Bruins would be another team. I think I brought up even earlier. Well, yeah, that oh, yeah. could fit. Like you said, so many teams could probably use him. So many teams. Team. Yeah, they, he's got to get out of there. I'm super disappointed they didn't. Uh, trade him before the start of the season. Sure. sure. Uh, moving he could up. be at least settled in somewhere now, you know, yeah. instead of... Maybe. Yeah. Exactly so. Uh, moving up to number 25 on my list, I got Dylan Strom. Uh, this is a name I struggled with putting on this list because I don't know where they're at right now, Chicago, with Dylan Strom. I don't know because Stan Bowman was the one who wanted to get rid of him um, at the time when the rumors were out i don't know if dylan strom still wants to be gone i I really don't know but i do know teams have called about him there's news around him and if chicago is going to offload someone it'll probably be strom so 
A couple of teams I listed. I put Edmonton. Uh, I think they could... I put them a lot, but they, they could definitely do with a forward depth like that. Minnesota, I think maybe you could thrive there. Boston Bruins, again. Uh, and the New York Rangers maybe could... I picked the Rangers just because his brother's on the team, and it would be cool to see him and his brother play on the line yeah, together. So, so, but Dylan Strom, that's a guy I'm just not sure about. I'm really not sure yet what's going to go on with him. I feel like forever he'll be in trade rumors, but maybe never traded. Um, <laughs> he just seems like that guy. Um, but uh, back to number 20 or moving up to number 24 uh still staying in chicago i got calvin dehan uh his contracts up this year there's always rumors about him going chicago's not gonna be a playoff team he's left-handed he's a good depth option makes a lot of sense for a team to take him 50 percent retained at like two million dollars in their third line um I got the Panthers, Oilers, and Leafs all could use a little bit of help on that left side depth-wise. So we'll see where that goes. I don't know what his value is. Uh, probably a third and a prospect, of, a low-end prospect, or maybe you could squeeze a second out of a team if you're Chicago, but just a depth mm-hmm. option. Um, and moving to number 23, this is where I started doing actual trades. Um, so if you guys don't like them, feel free to call me an idiot. I put so many trades down, I'm bound to fuck up on a couple. Um, but I tried my best to do the closest value. Uh, first, number 23, I've got Evgeny Dadnov. Um, reasoning, Vegas needs cap space to bring Eichel in. Well, to have him play and activate on their roster. Um, so... Riley Smith or Dadanov, who you'll hear later, um, are the most logical choices. Um, what do you? So I'm just gonna list them off, and you guys can just discuss, take your quick point on them. Uh, first, I got the Detroit Red Wings getting Dadanov for a third round pick. Just straight oh, up. Oh wow! Maybe, hey, maybe a little bit more. Left-handed player, nice. But for free, <laughs> like it's just it's. Uh, I'll give you a fourth round pick because I have extra fourth round. Picks. Okay, um, maybe it's a little too much, but still, um, I think Detroit like they it's do a, have to shed this, so I don't they, think they're going to be able to get a third round pick. They might right. have to give up a third round pick to get rid of this to get rid of a five million dollar contract. Yeah, you never know, we'll but he's what... he's still effective, and that's where the but, thing is. Like he's still a good player, and yeah, Riley Smith, like the, they uh, can get a lot from. Yeah. I think so. That's why I think there's a lot more debate in this than just oh you need to get rid of it well technically yeah, but you I could like the, keep them. Uh, so um but i do like the idea of the wings yeah uh, grabbing him because we would just like we did kind of with letty we'll take a cheap you take a free player, player basically a, a team yeah, has to give him up so you steal him so that's where i was kind of going with that next i got the new york islanders giving up a second round pick of this year and richard panic so they're giving up a contract with it to get out. And Panic could be a depth option, and Vegas needs to clear it somehow. I'm sure they can do that too. Um, I The reason I did a second is because Lou always does these weird moves you never expect. Like he'll swoop in and be like, I'm going to take this guy who's got some term and give up a first mm-hmm. and a second for him, even though he's only worth a second and 
two seconds, right? Like he'll just do stuff like that here and there. Um, so yeah. I, I think a second Richard Panic getting the little cap out with the Islanders and to make them fit. They lost Eberly. I know they're not the same necessarily, but their goal scorers they could use the help. Um, and then as my third option, I got the Boston Bruins making a trade and making uh with Eric Howla, uh, Senshin and Zaboral for Dadnov. That might be a little much looking at it now. I'd probably take out Zaboral and maybe just Howla and Senshin. Uh, um, I don't think but, so now because of Zaboral's injury. I guess right, like they're older, like. I don't. I don't know what to value Sanchez Zaboral. Part half people value them a lot higher than I do, and I just don't think they're yeah. that good. But maybe I don't know. I I value I valued Zaboral at the time of his draft. I think yeah. he was drafted where he should have been. Yeah. But oh now, yeah. After his time in the NHL, and even more so now after his most recent injury, which I'll talk about next podcast. Um. I. I'm worried about his career in the yeah. NHL. I think it okay. might be pretty much over. Well, that makes me feel a lot comfortable about it. Now, Eric Halla, just a depth option for Vegas um, to come in. Senshin asked for a trade, so he's you're going to hear his name a lot. Um, yep. There's a couple names and trades you're going to hear very repetitive, but that's the value, I think, of for it. These all aren't trades I'm predicting. These are just options of trades that could be. Yeah. Like, to me, like I said earlier, I think I think you're going to have to, like, almost pay up to get rid of your – if they have to shed 5 mil, I think they're going to have to pay more or less, like, a third or something. Unless somebody like Detroit wants is okay with, like, giving up an extra pick or maybe Boston's okay with, like, yeah, I'll give you Senyans Sen- for a dad enough. I don't think you're paying too, too much or really anything. I don't think Vegas can really get anything back out of uh, See, and the I first think, trade they make. I think they can. To... See, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think this will be the first trade. I think Riley Smith is gone, 100%. I, oh, think, really? Dadno- I, I think Dadnov is a trade you make I to... I like Smith leaving. I think he'll stay. But it, you're going to have to let him walk then this coming year. So probably will with the money cap space. So... Um, no, I think that's, that's where my mind goes. They they don't have to trade Dadnob, but if they want to make a big splash on someone else, then may use, have to use his cap space out. Uh, moving up to number 22, I've got Tyler Toffoli. Um, I think if Montreal should probably sell high on him because he's very good contract, very good value. Um, 20 goal score, maybe more on a very skilled team. Um, couple of team. I got four trades with. It. I got the Rangers making a trade, giving up their first round pick this year and Brett Berard. Um, I know it seems like a lot, but to fully as term and as like I said, a twenty goal scorer. Uh, next Minnesota Wild. They give they're going out their first in twenty twenty two and Adam Beckman. Um, Dallas Stars. Oh, I I messed up. I accidentally put the wrong prospect. Um, but. They give up their first round. I was going to say, I ain't giving you no Yen Masek. <laughs> uh, he's, he's a Habs prospect anyways, so I accidentally was thinking of it backwards. Um, oh, okay. I, I, I would I give up someone else, another prospect like Brett Burrard or Adam Beckman, similar level of first round pick. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. And then Colorado Avalanche giving up a first round pick in 2023 and JT Confer. And maybe no if, 
Yeah. Never give up JT Comper. I wouldn't even. You trade need the Comper money. Right <laughs> See, and I, you trade his value high is where I'm thinking with Toffoli in term. I, uh, I don't do the third round pick anymore. I don't know why I did that. Um, but no, a first round pick in JT Comper, mainly for cap reasons. I had to do that. Um, and maybe you can lower it to a second round pick instead of a first, but. I think there's something there because Colorado could use that for a very long time. Uh, if I was Colorado, I wouldn't even trade Comper for Toffoli. I would. I personally would consider it just based on the contract. Um, number 21, I got Rasmus Ristolainen. A uh, couple teams, I got him 50% retained on most of these, on all of these deals because I don't think it gets worked out. Uh, I got Calgary giving up a first, which might be a little much, but I think that's what Philly will ask for because yeah. that's what they gave up. Um, so I got Calgary giving up a first with Risto 50% retained. Uh, Tampa Bay giving them a first and a third for 50% retained just because they're in the same division. Not that Buffalo's contending, but they've already won cups. They'll probably have to pay up a little bit for guys they want. Um, and then Florida Panthers given up a second round pick in 2022, a third round pick in 2023, Frank Vitrano, and a prospect, Kirill Gurmashinyuk. I can't say his name. He's a Russian defenseman who's, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, a third or fourth round pick. So, um, it's pretty crazy to see uh, Vitrano on the Flyers. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I mainly did it for cap because they'd have to get rid of something. <laughs> but it's also an asset too, and then they didn't have to get rid of a first round pick, uh, Florida, in the yeah, exactly. in upgrading their right side to being way better. So yeah, I wonder if anybody bites on Risto. That's like, where I'm almost, questioning it. Is, as a GM, like I'd almost I just don't let that go. And I let it go. It, uh, let laugh at the Flyers. And be Absolutely, like, <laughs> that's what I do too. But at the same time, you're desperate. Maybe someone gets hurt on your right side and you're desperate for to go on a playoff run, like t- Tampa. Like, yeah, like, let's be serious about Tampa's right side. It's not that good. Yeah, exactly. Right, like they could do with Aristo. I, and imagine him playing with Headman. Like, that's the biggest scary defense. Like, I know Aristo's not good, but he'd definitely get his covered yeah, he'd be up. Good that part. Exactly. Braden or Luke Shen looked like a number one defenseman with Headman. If they could play off. Sure. Yeah, like if they can shelter uh, Sergachev for like three years, yeah, being like 18, 19, and 20, like probably. They can yeah, shelter they, Aristo they, a bit. Yeah, like they could probably easy. shelter Aristo. So it yeah. just makes sense. Like Tampa's a good enough team to take this player and make him effective. Um, Next, uh, moving to number 20, I've got Max Domi. I think he's having a really good season this year, and I think Columbus wants to get rid of him. I just. It's never worked. It's never fit. I never understood why they made the trade in the first place for Domi. Um, I didn't think it would be good. So I got the first. All of them are 50% retained. Um, I have the Leafs for a third and two-fourths in 2022. 2022 third and two-fourths in 2023 and 2024. Uh, Predators giving up a second-round pick in 2022. Colorado giving up a... Couple third round picks, two third round picks, 2022, 20, or 2023, 2024, and then Edmonton giving up a second round pick 
or is yeah, I like uh, something like that. Honestly, going like he is from Winnipeg. I wonder if Winnipeg yeah. would be interested in. Uh, yeah, that's a shout. Picking up the former St. Michael's buzzers. Yeah. OJ. <laughs> nice. Seeing well, I uh, the buzzers. Uh, but yeah, no, I like uh, I like um, maybe... I like the Leafs because his dad. That would be cool. Like I think that would just be cool for he's on a one year deal, so even if he doesn't want to stay, he doesn't stay. Mm-hmm. Um he gets to play in Toronto like his dad. He got to play I'm in sure two of the major okay markets. With... I'm sure he'd be okay with playing wing on that team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he could probably play in the top six. He's skilled enough yeah. to play in that top six and play well. Exactly. So mm-hmm. there's a couple of teams I think he would be a, a cool fit on. Um, Toronto, Nashville, Colorado, Edmonton. Especially at 2.5 mil at 50%. Is that 50% retained? That's a good contract. Um, 19, I've got Alexander Georgiev. Um, Georgiev makes sense because that's 2.6 million that the Rangers could use in uh top six forward. So I think they're gonna offload him. Plus, they got Kincaid as their third goalie, who's definitely good enough to be a backup goalie. And yeah, it's been more than good enough. More than good enough. And Shesterkin's proved he's the number one. Yeah, this they're year, right. So I think you can offload him. Now, these two trades I'm not confident in because I I don't know what to value goalies. It's very hard to value a goalie, especially when he's a backup and you know he's not going to be better than that in a Rangers uniform, and they need the money. But I have Edmonton. Now, I look at this and it looks wrong, but he's not playing well. Um, Kaylor Yamamoto for Georgiev. Because Georgiev's young enough to be have potential. <laughs> It's a lot. Yeah. It is yeah, a lot. I understand it's a lot, but Edmonton's not happy with Yamamoto at all right now. And if yeah, they like to me, they might do gonna... something that drastic. Koskinen would be in the deal too. Sorry, I forgot to, to mention that. So money to would be me if... oh, yeah, or in a different to... deal. And you would like do something where the Rangers could pay for his cap to be sent somewhere. You like could a almost. Third, a fifth I round. wonder if it could be Yamamoto and Koskinen. Like for the Rangers. Might, well, the Rangers couldn't work. They couldn't take the money. Um, they but, could this year. Yeah, they have they have cap space this year at least. They could. They can yeah, take. but they 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 wouldn't because they'll use it for something else. They're not sellers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but like I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it because uh, they wouldn't need Yamamoto. They wouldn't be able to pay Yamamoto anyways. They can hardly pay the guys they're trying to keep. If they're gonna trade Gorgiev to me, I feel like it's it's gonna be straight up Gorgiev, and they're going with like a min league deal for their backup. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I think Gorgiev's good enough to potentially be a starter in this league. Um, I think he's struggling right now, but. I've I seen like enough Gorgiev of him. A guy that's just not going to leave this team, honestly. Like, I, oh, I do. I they can't afford him. Chill with, chill with just hanging out and being the backup here. Um, Unless he takes a big pay cut, I don't see a world he stays. He's making two point six million, and that's far too much for your, the Rangers backup currently. Far, especially a team like the Rangers. That They're are cap strong already. Um, they can't <laughs> afford to have him there, so. Just makes sense like that. Um, but my next trade, this one's more realistic. I got Pittsburgh sending a third and Philip Hallander um, for Georgiev. They've given up on Hallander once. Don't see why they wouldn't use him to get a proper goalie that isn't Casey DeSmith, and I would like that. 
um, and a third round pick, whatever. You get a, two young goalies to be a 1A, 1B. Mm-hmm. And Georgiev and Jari, I think, would be fantastic together for five years. So that's that's the more realistic trade. But I just saw something with Ken- Yamamoto and thought it was interesting. So I thought I'd throw him in a trade. Yeah, um, he's in that position where he might get traded for and, and something not so substantial. The or Rangers. Just like a quick swap that's. Well, like, you know, and maybe you know. I could do something more like aggressive with it where the Rangers also add like Kratzoff and the Oilers add something else to it, right? Like where you do a big swap and Yamamoto, you change as your young prospect and try and see if you can get him going, right? And then you let Strom, if he lights it up, you let Strom go and use yeah. that money. Like those are just some options, but um, moving to number 18, I've got Colin Miller. Um, most of these deals are the same. I just got him going to 50% retained to Tampa, Toronto, or Vegas. Uh, Tampa and Vegas, a second and a third, and Toronto a first. Because Toronto needs the right side probably more than, yeah. than them, so I think they would overpay. And plus, it's their rival Buffalo, not crazy rivals i guess but they're real close um geographically so i don't know it makes sense to see colin miller go on a cup fine or a cup favorite as on two million dollar deal under two million dollars he'll be getting yeah, exactly he can be a top four a middle four guy yeah you gotta wonder what old colin miller's thinking because yeah i went to that expansion then he just ended up going back to buffalo it's just and i, I can what see he's thinking for his career and and why wouldn't vegas get him up. back like go for a cup run again be like hey we liked you before yeah, yeah exactly yeah, so you never know um i think he's just a good asset plus he's having a really good year in buffalo so um moving number 17 i've got mark giordano um i didn't know where to go with some of these trades but for the most part they're pretty similar it seems like too much but because he's a captain and I feel like Seattle doesn't want to get rid of him. I just, I feel like you gave him the captain. You give him the captain, you're not giving him up unless you get something good. So I made sure they got something good. So 50% retained on all three of these deals. I got him to the Blues for a 2022 first. The Bruins for a 2022 second. Senshen and a fourth in 2023. Um, And the Rangers for a second round pick. St. Louis' second round pick. And their third round pick in 2022. Um. So just a couple. I feel like he's a direction sort of trade. Like if you're, I don't know if you should trade for him as a rental. And two, I don't know if he'd want to be a rental. No, absolutely. I think he he might like he was already quite shell shocked leaving Calgary, being there for like ever. So to, no, but that doesn't mean he has to I leave. Wants, if he wants to take a short, like a cheaper deal somewhere that he enjoys, like why wouldn't you love Boston? Yeah, like that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Like a Boston sounds like a good team to uh, actually take on a Geo and actually want to keep them for like a see and go back. <laughs> What's that? Sorry, I want them to go back. To yeah, Calgary. I have thought about Calgary, no doubt, but I just didn't enough. see money working for it, and it made sense. But I don't know. Um, Rangers to me, like if he's comfortable being a rental for a year, seemed the best fit. Because they yep. could use a leader like that on the back end, especially on the left side. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's where I saw them and the blues. Is it just me? He seems like he would do really good as a blue with Colton yeah, Pareko sure. or no. something yeah, playing no, with him. I think that'd be a he'd great slide shot. right in there. Yeah. So no. they all just 
gel Giordano. Maybe not the situation, but himself as a player. Um, yeah, so it'll it'll definitely come down to like how he's feeling. How he it's going to be his decision. And obviously, like the team, like we're still not sure what the Rangers are thinking. Are they yep. going to? Are they going to go for it? Push, push, because like why not? You have the you have the, you have the cap space you have this good, year. Uh, yeah, you have the cap space. You have you got the room. goalie. You got the defenseman. Like you got yeah, you got some of the forwards. You got yeah, Panarin, yeah. who's dope and stuff. Like yeah. They're good enough to make some damage this year or your second round pick. Like it's and they and the Rangers have won a lot of trades lately. Like the Bushnevis trade was fantastic. Or no, sorry, not that one. That I'm thinking the other way around. Um, For the Blues, it was pretty. Blues, it was. That's why I meant. But no, um, I don't know. I I I like all those destinations more for sure. Um, number sixteen, I got Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, I got a lot of teams for this. See, the, my biggest issue with Tarasenko is like, oh, he has no value, people say. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I feel like that. I don't, like, in my world, this is what I'm comfortable paying for Tarasenko because I think he's still this good. So I'm not as hesitant as everyone else. So first trade, Carolina Hurricanes. I got them sending Nino Niederreiter and a second-round pick in 2022. Um just kind of a swap it helps both st louis and carolina carolina extra scoring help st louis they get the money out that they want don't have to retain and nita rider is a good replacement for him currently oh man nito would be the grossest he'd be a good blue he'd be a really good blue i think too um would be second, I don't even know if you need a second round pick in there or anything. Or I do swap those guys. I, Sanko's better. Sanko is better than Niederreiter. Like he's proved this year he is yeah, still an elite goal scorer. Sure. I think he's still a 30 goal scorer, Tarasenko, on a good team. Especially yeah, with Aho. Oh, the blues no doubt. Yeah, and he wants out still, right? Like we have not heard anything saying that he like I'm sure he would probably be comfortable staying, but yeah, you know, it sounds like him and the coach. The marriage seems to be done. It seems to be done. Second trade, uh, New York Rangers. I got 50% retained on Sanko, but they give up Kratzoff for him. Straight up. Yeah, I like him going to the Rangers. That makes three. sense. And I think Kratzoff could be another way the Blues can start slowly going younger while being competitive still. I think that's okay, a very good transition trade for them. And I think... Tarasenko could light it up playing on the Rangers. That offense is so skilled that him and Panarin yeah, no, snapping a, around. Yeah, super sensible trade in all reality as long yep. as uh, the team uh, believes in Kravstov. And I guess Kravstov believes in himself as well to be right. a good player. Um, but yeah, I would, it's, a, it's a great move going from uh, for sure guaranteed good player right off the bat to just a crab stuff a yeah. young guy a young guy who needs to change scenery he's still very young too 21 like yeah st yeah. louis and could just, definitely spark him yeah you just need to move on from both of them i feel like that that actually yeah. might work honestly might work i hope that hope now, that happens that would be cool. cool um next one i got toronto maple leafs uh going 50 percent retained on vladimir tarasenko giving up alex kerfoot mainly for money um, and Kerfoot would be good enough to play for the Blues now. And a second round pick 2022 and a third round pick in 2023. Um, seems like a lot, but two years of Tarasenko at um, what would be 375. 
Like mm-hmm. that's awesome to play in that top yeah. six. There's not very many teams in the NHL that actually need a left-handed scoring player. So true. <laughs> yeah. The Leafs could definitely use them. Yeah. Um, next, Boston Bruins, 50% retained just for a first-round pick in 2022. Like you said, Chase, they can risk giving it up to try and go for it. And that might be the goal-scoring spark that second line needs. You never know. Mm-hmm. Minnesota mm-hmm. Wild, 50% retained, giving up a second-round pick in 2022, third-round pick in 2022, Damon Hunt, and Victor Rask. Um, that one's kind of just trying to get some scoring help for them while giving up more quantity over quality um, yeah, okay. not that it's a bad trade by any means but if that's the only a, deal they're getting it's a start it's a it's a pretty smart trade for the blues for, like for both yeah because Victor like, Rask could be useful to, now yeah like they may have they decent can uh, the defensive process in st louis but like to get a damon hunt's uh, pretty solid it's a pretty nice pick and then you're getting picks as well and like yeah. those 22 picks they could be next year's picks or something yeah like that exactly well. so it, it's not a bad move like for, for either Lewis, like with Sanko you you're just trying to get like the, the most. future back like yeah. screw trying to get some guy back in all reality you can probably just lose him in a sense and kind of get like good. a decent player back you know yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um just trying to play to the strengths of each team has in trading that's why I tried to do my best. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, the, but the final one, I've got the Edmonton Oilers. Um, they would do, I don't know if they'd have to do 50% retained or not on this. Um, I didn't put that down, but I feel like they would have to. Yeah, they would have to. Um, yeah. so, okay, so they would do 50% retained, but Oilers would go up a second pick, second round pick in 2022, a fourth round pick in 2022, Ryan McLeod and Miko Koskinen. So they get the Koskinen contract off. St. Louis can. Whether they want to retain it through another team, they can do that and get him as their backup. With, I think Cost going to be a really good backup for Bennington this year in the playoffs. Uh, Ryan McLeod, Ryan McLeod is a decent prospect. I just feel like Ken Holland doesn't, and I feel they don't that tip doesn't trust. Honestly, the way he doesn't get played much this year, like he's starting to, but I just feel like the Oilers are going to give up on him, and then two picks, obviously. In return, yeah, I feel like maybe you're a bit high on his value, but I don't know. Like you said, it's really hard to understand what his it actual is, value and that's would the be issue. to other people. And see, and like I look the, at the Sanko as crafts off at fifty percent retained. Seems like it could be a legit trade. Like, yeah, that sounds like it could actually happen. So it's going to be interesting to see where he goes because I do believe Sanko is getting. I think he is. And to me, it's you got to look at it in the next two years. All of these teams are trying to win right now. Two years of 25-plus goals from Tarasenko. Name me a top team that couldn't use that, right? And at half price as well. And at 50% retained, right? It's not like he's a $7 million winger scoring 25, 30 goals. He's a $3.7 million player. That's you can fit four million dollars for thirty goals for twenty five goals, so that's where my mind goes with Sanko instantly. Um, number fifteen, I got Vasily Kratsov. Um, obviously, we know why he's at fifteen wants to trade out. Um, I don't know what they want for him really at times either, so I try to get creative with some of these. We got Chicago making a trade, Dylan Strom in a third round pick. 
like I said, I just want to see both the Strom brothers. Seems like they could do well and swapping. Uh, yeah, it's not like we've seen brothers in the past not do well. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, second, I got San Jose Sharks trading a fourth-round pick in 2022. Thomas uh, B- Below, or uh, Bordeaux, sorry. Bordeaux. And, yeah, Bordeaux. <laughs> and uh, Radim Semek. Uh, Bordeaux is an early second-round pick and looking mm-hmm. really solid. And Semek is a very good defensive player right now. I know we're pretty – Chase and I are pretty high on Semek and what he can bring to a playoff team. Yeah, exactly. Like, I remember us talking, like, last year he was yep. their best defenseman. Yeah, like better than Carlson, better than Burns. Yeah, like he was actually now, their best defense. And now he's expendable the way Ferrero's playing. Carlson stepped it back up a bit. That you can get some assets for him, and why not get a young forward who could really be? Yeah, exactly. Great, hey, this right? doesn't hurt their team. Doesn't they hurt. Still keep pushing, you know. Like it's not a. Yeah. It's not a rebuild trade or something. I know San Jose stuck in that. You might Medio, as well not. just straight yeah. up rebuild. Well, their team's just... in a position where any anything up is is better than where they're at. No, what's yeah, hilarious? Exactly. I was writing down all the teams and what they could like, what they should be getting, and I w- got to San Jose and I looked at them and I'm like, what could they use in a trade? And I looked at their team I'm like everything, literally everything. They could use picks. They could use prospects. They could use roster players now. They could use defensemen. They could use a goalie. Like every single part of this team, it wouldn't hurt getting some help there. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like that team's probably only like a couple like really good trades away from just being oh, like, yeah. super epic again. You know? Oh yeah, like, they're not far from being bad, but like it doesn't hurt to have a couple extra prospects and your forward group defense, yeah. right? Um, yeah, we just all know it's just not sustainable. Like you have yeah. all these guys have to play good right now, or else you're just a bad team. So like, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, next, I've got a trade with the LA Kings, uh, trading Kratzoff and Patrick Nemeth, um, to make cap work in exchange for Victor Arvidsson and Pittsburgh's third round pick in 2022. I think it's a top six guy with term. That's very good for the Rangers again, and might you never know, maybe like could really fit playing well with Panarin and scoring goals again, scoring 20, 30 goals again. Um, and the Rangers get to offload Nemeth's $2 million contract. He has a partial no move, but I think he would waive it for LA. Or not waive it, but I don't think LA would be one of those teams. They're not, I can't see why it would. It's it's, it's a nice enough market. It's, it, not it's, like, plus, who wouldn't want to live in LA? Well, that's what I mean, right? Like Just living in LA doesn't sound terrible in term when you're rich. Exactly. So, um, plus they're not bad team, and he would play a lot on that decor because they could definitely use some veteran help on that LA decor. So, oh, well, especially with Edler's injury problems, he yes, what they wanted for that. So, exactly. So, um, just kind of a thing that helps both of their positions that they need. Next, I got a trade with Ottawa, a second round. Ottawa sending a second-round pick, Tampa Bay's second-round pick, Alex Formanton and Zach Sanford for him. That might be a little much looking at it now compared to the other ones. Maybe even that second turns to a third. But I thought because it was Tampa's, it was a late enough second. Um, But I think Formanton is not really working there. The Rangers well, could use the, both. Knowing the Rangers, they're, they're, they'd want Sanford. And they would love Sanford. Maybe you could Sanford. just do a Sanford. 
Stafford and a Farmington for yep. Krasnow. Absolutely. Maybe I take off I, or even a second and Sanford. Um, really, if they want to, like, whatever you want to do. So I think that's just. Yeah, it's weird. Rangers are in that position where it's hard to make a trade with them because uh, they. They could either take on well, they can't really take on a player that needs to get paid next no, year, exactly. you know, or has a contract See, next year. Like and this. like, yeah, it's there's a couple that it will work if it's low enough. Like four million dollars is low enough to work with, but like, it's tight, and that's why I'm get, you give up Patrick Nemeth in a way because that just needs to be gone for their help. Um, but no. And then last trade I got for it was uh, with Boston trading Jake DeBrusque and a second round pick. Um, maybe it doesn't have to be a second, but I think Kratzov's that much more valuable than DeBrusque at the minute based on everyone knows he wants out of Boston, right? So and what they bring is different too, right? I think yeah. Boston could use that, the physicality of Kratzov getting yeah. into the corners and such. Yeah, and I wonder if he would just be like a future piece that could really help this Boston team if they want to do like a small retool in the next year. Um, it's just an option. You got to try and get the best player back for DeBrusque is the thing, and Kratzoff is in that bad. So uh, moving to number 14, I got John Klingberg. We got three trades here. Uh, first one, Carolina. Makes the most sense. That would be a hurricane. I've got... Carolina giving a second round pick in 2022, but there's a condition on the pick. If Klingberg resigns, it turns into a first in 2023, um, and which is top two protected. If it does change to a first, um, a third round pick in 2022, Dominic Bach and Ethan Bear, and then uh, next I got one with Calgary. Calgary giving up a. Second round pick in 2022, Zadarov, Dylan Dubé, and Hymanen. Um, I got rid of Dubé because they needed the cap space and the roster player for Klingberg if they want him, if they wanted to go all out and re-sign him. I only think Calgary does it if they re-sign him on a good deal. Um, and then finally, I got Vancouver. Uh, this one's interesting. I do not see a world this goes through. But I thought it was fun. So Vancouver giving up a first round pick in 2022. This is if they're doing good as well. Like continue playing well. Which they are. They are. They're 7-0 and and they're since coaching change. Since Um, the Buddha came in. But uh, first round pick in 2022. Third round pick in 2023. Jet Wu and Tyler Myers. So they offload the Myers contract with that. So... That'd be pretty sweet. That would be sweet, right? Like, I know you're giving up a lot for an older John Klingberg, but you're replacing Myers out, and the cap is nice to get out. So I thought it was just an interesting trade that could potentially see happening. Um, yeah, and in all reality, Klingberg's a lot kind of plays like Myers, except but like, smaller and can version, score better. You know? Yeah, he's just so, like, not as big. I think he'd be and, better and playing in like a defensive system in uh, Dallas. Dallas there, is, like that just makes him better. I think Myers than might he probably be, yeah. would have been on most teams. Yeah, I, I wonder how Myers would do as a star too. Like maybe that's the type of player they got Heisken in for the 
offensive role. Like Myers could exactly. totally be a second liner, maybe play with play with. Yeah, maybe they can make him a lot better defensively or just yeah. more sound or something like that. You never know, right? So, uh, anyways, uh, moving on to number thirteen, I got PK Subban. Uh, I only have two trades here with Subban. I got him sent to the Leafs, fifty percent retained. Um, and I have the Leafs sending Nick Ritchie back and a second round pick in 2022, but a conditional pick turns into a first round pick if they make it to a conference final with Subban, playing 50% of the games. Um, the reason I did the pick with the trade with the Leafs so they can offload Ritchie's contract because Subban's done this year, and if he's at 50% retained at four and a half. It's not the worst third pairing. It's expensive, but you're getting rid of Richie for next year's contract, right? Which it's not the worst deal, Richie's, but it'd be nice to if you could go back in time and not do the deal, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want to be too mean about it because like it's effective, but he's for the Leafs cap situation, it doesn't work. Yeah. So just, no, we're just gonna sign this one guy to two million dollars for some reason. For not two years. Actually, not just like going like they went into the offseason like yeah we're gonna have to pay a bunch of random guys like league men basically yeah we're yeah. gonna not, we're we're gonna pay one guy money for one guy reason. money and he's gonna be the worst of all of the cheap signings. Like, you know, yeah, they literally like they broke their own rule. And yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> Absolutely. So you were supposed to go in and grab a bunch of cheap guys. And you didn't. <laughs> nope. And that's it. So I just got so. them escaping it. It seems like a fair trade to me. Devils get a second round pick, which is a hell of a lot for a Subban at 50% retained, considering how he plays. And Subban's mm-hmm. always just, I've always yeah, pictured like, uh, him in a Leafs jersey at one time or another. Yeah, like the I Leafs don't know why. Leafs might have to throw you one of those Mikheyev or that fucking, yeah. what is that, Engvel or whatever? Probably like Engvel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Work, but oh, like, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. I, w- I, would, I thought it was unfair to the I Devils was... if I gave them Engvel, so. <laughs> oh, definitely. Like, it's just kind of, you got to make the cap work. I didn't really think or thought in any way, shape, or form that P.K. Subban's going to go anywhere just I don't know why. I just don't see it happening and the I don't know. trade happening. But why I like not get something? I like the Leafs yeah. idea. I actually see that maybe happening for some Yeah, something like that. Reason. And the Devils can definitely bury Richie on their fourth line for a year and not be fussed about money. Um, yeah, and like... Second trade I got with St. Louis, 50% retaining Subban and trading Ivan Barbashev, a third-round pick and a fourth-round pick in 2022. Um, I just... Maybe St. Louis wants some help on the right side if they're really pushing for a cup and Barbashev is the money, makes the money work best. So it kind of just threw him in. Like you said, Subban's a hard one to trade. Really hard, but but he makes a lot of sense to trade. Yeah, right? Like there's not very many teams where I'm just like, oh, they could use a player like Subban. No, there isn't, right? And that's why I tried to find the best option because I know those teams want to offload them and they're on the block. Because this list is mainly like trade bait as in they're available, a lot Mm -hmm. of these guys in situations. These aren't guys that are like, I think this trade's going to happen. These are guys that are available and I'm trying to figure out a way to trade them. So not easy. Uh, Moving up to 12 though. Uh, I got Jonas Corposalo. I got three teams doing this. Um, I really don't know what to 
trade goalies, like I said. So I got Pittsburgh giving up a third and John Gruden. John Gruden, who they got in the Matt Murray trade. Uh, he's a forward who plays in college, who's pretty solid. Um, thought they'd give him give him up for an, uh, another goalie. One of your one of your two prospects. Yeah, one of our like four prospects that are not the worst. Um, Edmonton Oilers giving up a third and Ilya Konovalov. Uh, I think it was a second or third round pick. Um, who's solid and I again I think Corpusala would do wonders for this goaltending. And then St. Louis giving up a third round pick and Colton Ellis, who's a goaltending prospect. So, um, actually, now that I think about it, uh, yeah, Kovalev, he's a goalie prospect as well. He's the Oilers' like th- second or third, second goalie prospect, second best one uh, behind yeah. Skinner and such. So, um, just a couple of teams I think Harpersala could go to, but you never know. Uh, moving on to number 11, I got Thomas Hurdle. First one is the obvious one for me is Kevin Fiala. Uh, straight up for hurdle. Maybe you have to add something else with it, but there's something there. Like I said, right? There's got to be something mm-hmm. Fiala for hurdle. My other option is the reasoning I have. I have a hurdle's value pretty high because I have it as San Jose is willing to trade him, but if they get a good return, um, they're not just going to trade him to get anything. I don't think because I would like to keep him. I imagine. If, yeah, and it doesn't sound like he really like is. I don't think he's dead set on leaving. No, yeah, not like so I'm yet, making so. it that you have to pay a little up to get him, um, just for context. Yeah, so let's be serious about just who Hurdle is. Like this guy's not a top six center. One, you know, like this guy's a big body. He's smart. He is a hockey player. You he know? is a like twenty this. goal scoring center. Like, he will those are yeah absolutely second third line or second line wing like either or he's fantastic so uh for minnesota i got kevin fiala somewhere in there is, could be a move but the i made a second trade with it because i want to uh a first round pick in 2022 and ryan or york um o'rourke sorry i think minnesota has so many defensive prospects they can afford to trade one they have like three or four high-end yeah, defensive prospects 100%. so why wouldn't you trade away someone for a thomas hurdle who you could sign back and keep for this team's run for the next few years next i got the boston bruins i think they desperately need a hurdle type player giving up a first round pick in 2022 third round pick in 2023 fourth round pick in 2022 and jakob zaboral um probably yeah, they could really have, use him they could really use him i think the only reason I gave it less than the wild one here because they're in the East. And if San Jose wants to trade him, I imagine they'd prefer him in the Eastern Conference and not play him again. Um, next one, I got called the sorry the New York Rangers giving up a 2022 second round pick. Uh, it turns in the there's a condition. It turns into a first rounder if the Rangers go to the Cup final. Um, and then I have a third round pick in 2023 from the Rangers, also conditional. That turns into a second round pick if Hurdle signs back with the Rangers. And then uh, giving up Philip Heidel. So essentially, if the Rangers don't win and don't sign him, it's a second, third, and Heidel. Uh, if they win, it's a first, third, and Heidel. If they just sign him, it's a second, sec- two seconds, and Heidel. So a lot of conditions on it, but... 
I feel like that's how the Rangers would be able to get done. Plus, they need Heidel out for cap. Yeah. Uh, plus, oh, and San Jose would retain Hurdle's contract for the rest of this year to help the Rangers. Um, and then Colorado is my last team. 50% retained on Hurdle. Uh, Ray, or Colorado giving up a second round pick in 2023, but it turns into a 2021 or 2023 first if Colorado wins the cup with Hurdle playing 50% of the games. And then them giving up on Martin Kaut and Tyson Jost. Um, the old Yost. Yeah, I think that's if you're replacing Yost with Hurdle, you're laughing at that. And yeah. San Jose maybe can do something with him. Like I don't think this is the most likely. It's probably the least likely, but you never know what's available there. So uh and yeah now i'm getting into my top 10 so i'll try and rip through this quickly as well so 10 i got claude Giroux. uh i got a couple choices with him one with the oilers 50 percent retained oilers giving up a first round pick 2022 and ryan mcleod um there would have to be cap switched in there too with koskinen of some sort but you can do that in a separate trade as well uh just noteworthy uh minnesota also doing a similar trade 50% retained, uh, giving up a first in 2022 in Adam Beckman. Nashville making it with them. Uh, no retain salary, uh, but giving up a first round pick in 2022. Luke Evan Lista, who's a second or third round pick, who's plays for London, and a third round pick in 2022. Uh, then Winnipeg, 50% retained, first round pick in Dylan Sandberg. Um, Boston, 50% retained. With a second round pick, Jake DeBrusque, Mike Riley, and Zach Sension for Claude Giroux. That's if they go mm-hmm. for it this year. Um, Mike Riley and DeBrusque have to be in from money wise. I could have thrown mm-hmm. in Forbert too, but he has a no move clause, so it makes it harder. Yeah, I'd really like to see Giroux get traded to a nice cup pushing team here. Because yep. I don't know, I just see nothing but demise for the Flyers. Like I think they just played uh, Seattle yesterday and lost to them in OT. Like, um, yeah, yeah. They, I just see this falling apart this year. So do and I. They should make sure it falls apart basically by trading your wrist though, and right. probably, yeah, probably yeah. move on from this guy. And with yep. like getting like if you can get a DeBrusque back and like a Senyansen, like these are. They're good, decent role players. They can mix well with your team. They, it's yeah, it's the only thing know. that's been the problem with the Flyers when they're not doing well is just the they're balance throughout balanced. the forward lineup. Yeah. It just... Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of ways, whether you want just the prospects. I got defensive prospects. I got more uh, advanced prospects in there. Like I tried to broaden it out for him. Like McLeod, yeah, it's super hard to think of a Giroux being really anywhere else. Yeah, like it, really it is. is. Like I don't even see him on another team. I could. I don't like either. Comprehend uh, being like, oh, that's a good fit for him. Like I don't even. I don't think I could say that because it's just so yeah, weird to think of him not playing with the. Players. But how many cases <laughs> is there where we're like, whoa? But you got yeah, it's exactly. business. You, like how many McDonough, times do we talk about? Yeah, I yeah. Never thought McDonough was going to leave that team. The Rangers. Ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. After he got traded there first and made his team, like, yeah, there's a lot of teams. Like at Chara being in Boston so long, never thought he'd go anywhere else after. And so lots of players, lots of different options in the trades. Like I said, some more ready ones, some 
whether you want NHL players now, one's ready next year, one's ready in two years, three years. There's all the options where you're, you want your team to be. Uh, number nine, I've got Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, I only got two trades here. I don't know how in the hell I'm going to make it work um, money-wise, but I would do what you can. Edmonton trading Koskinen and a first-round pick. Um, but Edmonton also receives Calvin DeHaan 50% retained in the same deal with Fleury. Um, both of them are 50% retained, obviously. And then I got Pittsburgh making a trade. Just I see Fleury coming back, but I don't know why Pittsburgh would trade for it. But I didn't want to just put one team for Marc-Andre Fleury. So I gave up Hallander, a second-round pick in 2022, and a fourth-round pick with for 50% retained on flurry but uh moving on to number eight i got dustin brown i think this is a db yeah i think this is a player that's definitely getting traded and can get a decent chunk for actually uh first i got the rangers taking him because you know how much they like meat and taters um giving up a second the st louis second round pick and having them 50% retained. Uh, I got Boston going for him because Dustin Brown seems like a Bruin. I think yeah, he would no be doubt. such a Bruin. Them giving up right them giving up Jake DeBrusque for him, if they really wanted to, I don't think that's smart. So I also put giving up just a second round pick would be better. But if you want to use that second for a different trade and you want to give DeBrusque to LA, then yeah, why not, not- right? Yeah, um, hey, like DB would be a tough one to see. I don't it know. It would if be. He'd even want to leave. It, like he seems like a king forever. Yeah, if he wants to retire there or not. True, but if they want assets for respect. him, like they were thought, they were asking. People were asking about him last year heavily. So, um, if they they could potentially get a second or a first round pick for him, so I think you gotta explore that. For sure. Yeah, maybe they if traded for Arvidsson because he's the Dustin he's, Brown replacement, right. you know? Right. Because you're planning to trade him, so. Yeah. Exactly. So, and then I got Nashville and Florida also, or sorry, uh, Nashville and Calgary making a trade for him for second round picks in 2022. Calgary is using Florida's second round pick. Um, moving up now to the biggest name probably on the list, Jacob Chikrin. Um, it wouldn't be a trade bait board without Chikrin. I had chicka, 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 chicka. had to put him in, and I tried my best. I could have put every single team in the NHL for this guy. But once yeah. I got to a couple, I stopped. <laughs> because I'm like, okay, I can't make a trade with everyone. So starting off, I made one with Pittsburgh. Um, I hope it's enough. It's close, if not. Um, them giving up first round pick 2022. Second round pick 2022, fourth round pick 2022, fourth round pick 2023, Marcus Peterson, Samuel Poulin, and Philip Hollander. Um, wow, he just giving the house up. Oh, yeah. Um, but Chikrin's four years, 4.6, and he's 23. You yeah, don't get better than that. Chikrin, yeah, so everyone wants – you got to pay up the ass. And I. that's why I even said I hope this is enough because – they're going to ask for so much. Uh, moving on to the Boston Bruins making a trade. I have them giving up their first round pick in 2022, second round pick in 2022, Euro Vakaninen, 
Jack Stanika, and Mike Riley. Again, don't know if that's enough for Chikrin. It better be. (laughs) um, But for Boston's sake, it better be, right? Uh, I got one with the Rangers. Um, Them giving up a first-round pick 2022, a second-round pick in 2022, that's the Blues, a second-round pick in 2022 of their own, and Alexander Georgiev. Um, Now, you may throw in Chikrin, or not Chikrin, uh, Kratzov there instead of Georgiev or with, like there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of different Mm -hmm. ways, but basically the core is a first and two second round picks this year with a prospect of some sort. Um, Next, I got the Maple Leafs trying to make a trade. Um, This is a trade for the Leafs if they can move Muzzin, probably. Like, they'd probably have to move Muzzin this offseason if they made a deal like this. Um, But I got Toronto making a trade uh for chikrin a first in 2023 that's top two protected um and that's it a second round pick in 2022 and rasmus sandine um like i said if you're not doing any other moves you're gonna have to throw in a kerfoot and angval in here or something to make the money work but it depends on what else trades you're planning on making with this team yeah, I wonder if you can give him. Uh, I guess Muzzin's probably got a no trade. So yeah, he has a no trade, and he wouldn't go to AZ. So you'd have AZ. to wait until the next year to move him, or you'd have to, or maybe Chickering can play on the right. Um, you never know. Maybe Riley yeah, can like play on the right. Like, if you want, a tough uh, trade during the season for absolutely. Sure. Like it- Absolutely. It, can, it can happen during the season and I'd like it to happen during the season because the sooner you can get a guy in to me yeah. is the better. Yeah, uh, me too. But uh, yeah, it's probably not going to happen until the no, offseason. season. probably sadly. not. But I thought I had to try with some and I'm not done. No, I fully agree, man. Like they, like I said, they sh- somebody should make the move. They should like, go for it. Possible. Yeah, someone like, should go for it. Absolutely. And who else do I think should go for it but your Detroit Red Wings, Chase? As imagine oh, yeah, a three buddy. defensemen of Edvinson, Chikrin, and Cider for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically, we would get the old Chikrin. What you got here is Zadina going the other way. We'll get into the details, but so we'd get Dadinov, and then we'd get this. So Dadinov would replace Zadina, yeah, and we'd yeah. have Chikrin. Yeah, you could get Dadnov for free there. Or there's someone else to hire up that you can do. But no, I got the Wings giving up a second-round pick in 2022. A second-round pick in 2022, that's Washington's. Philip Zadina and Donovan Sobrango, who is... He plays this World Juniors from Team Canada this year, offensive defenseman. Yeah, he actually looked pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, and I'd love some, I'd love some chicken homes. That's that's for sure. I am very down with us. And uh, I, maybe oh, a deal you like might, that. I don't like Zadina, but like I'm you'd sure have to give up someone else. big. And I thought Zadina yeah. is the most expendable of your prospects, like bigger prospects, right? Mm-hmm. I also looked at Jonathan Bergen, um, in there, but he wasn't enough. I'd have to put like Bergen and like another decent prospect with him and i feel like it's better to get rid of zadina than bergen and yeah, like yeah. wallander and someone or something right so yeah no i don't i don't hate that at all i don't like i've said with it, it's Dickens, your future like if we can somehow hook him hook it up with 
Uh, that, your top four would be finished. You like have, that, you know? Yeah, you would have your top four if you wanted for the rest of time, pretty yeah, much. Exactly. Like Chikrin and Edmondson on the left, Cider, Heronic. I would never want to play your team. Yeah. Just because of that decor. You could have Raymond, Larkin, and Bertuzzi out, and I still wouldn't want to play you guys with that decor. So, um, yeah, the big question for the Wings would be being able to get the team into a contending standpoint while we have that contract. That might be the difficulty. Like, well, yeah, we should be. contract? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, like yeah. Four years. Three years. Three four, years after this. Three year. years after this. But I think that's no feat. If you're making this much of a jump in your defense your forwards will come and you can easily add top six forwards at deadlines if you want to Yeah, exactly hey. right yeah, like, like forwards aren't hard to add throughout time centers can be but like wingers no it's not that bad if you got your decor set then you're good yeah. um i got one more trade too i got anaheim going for it given i gave up up more with anaheim because they're in the west and you have to make it harder for West teams if you're trading Chikrin, if you're Arizona. You have to. Um, I have Anaheim giving up a first-round pick in 2022, second-round pick in 2022. Lucas Dossel, who is their best goaltending prospect and, like, the heir to Gibson everyone's talking about. Uh, Jacob Perot and Braden Tracy. Um, so a couple uh, – Perot's an early second. Tracy's a late first. Uh, Dalsel's a third round pick, but like I said, he is very highly valued by Anaheim mm-hmm. as a goaltending prospect. So, yeah, and in the next couple of years, Anaheim will move on from Fowler or Lindholm. Like, yeah, one of the two needs to go, or they keep so. him forever. So, like, this is a good way to like try to push one of them out the door in a sense. Hey, yeah. So and then you can actually look at them and be like, yeah, we sh- we we have to move on. And know what you could just, do. Like, because randomly, they're just going to have to look at one of these two guys. And well, like, and, and that gives you freedom. You. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Come on, man. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that that gives you freedom this trade deadline to trade Lindholm and get something. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. fear he's going to walk, you can trade him as you get Chikrin. Yeah, no, super good move for so, uh, yep. Great idea to kind of push for that because uh, – like we've talked about with their center position, like I know it's young, but it's going to be gonna fine. Be amazing. It's going to be amazing. We may talk about uh, McTavish and Zegras a lot, but that Lundstrom is he's dope too. Like he's, he's Sam awesome. Steele is still in the system. I know he has not really been what we hoped, but he's still an NHL center, um, yeah, which is valuable um, in itself. So uh, let's move on to six. Uh, I got Justin Hall. I think he's the most likely to be traded pretty much on this list. One of the few, at least. Um, I I got Pittsburgh making a deal. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily be comfortable getting Hall because I don't think he's that great. But if we depth never hurt us, and the last time we got a Leafs right hand defenseman, he was pretty fucking good for us. So I couldn't com- complain. And he's only two <laughs> mil. So uh, I got him giving up Dominic Simone in a fourth. I wondered about Danton Heinen because of guys coming back um, and, like, a depth winger going, but I wasn't really comfortable actually giving up Heinen for Hall. I think that's yeah, a downgrade. Think, uh, so I think, I think Simone's a very good depth player for the Leafs. That might work for the old Leafs, though. Might. Getting, uh... I don't think it's enough quite, but if that's the most I would offer as a Penguin. Um, Tampa, I haven't given up a third in 2023. 
like we said with Tampa, they can turn any D-man with their left side being so good into a top four guy. Why wouldn't they try it with him? Now, the Leafs wouldn't want to give probably him up to Tampa, but... Um, next, I got the Islanders giving up a third in 2022 and a fifth in 2022. They seem like just the team most in on Hall, and I think he fits the way they play the best. I, I see Hall being an Islander. Um, yeah, yeah. if they're going for no offense like they usually do. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, Hall's an Islander. What were you saying, Jordan? Oh, no, I was just saying I could definitely see him as an Islander for sure. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I got Vancouver with a fourth for 2022 and a sixth in 2022. Um, just to get some help on that right side anywhere. Plus, last year, all they did was claim Leaf players off waivers. So why not continue the trend with going into trading for one? Um, next on my list, uh, fifth. This is where it gets tough. I've got a Vander Kane. Because um, we all know how bad sounds they want to get rid of him. I ummed and odd about a lot of this. I've got a couple teams that really could go for it and if it could really work, but it's a risk. I got the Leafs 50% retained on Evander Kane, giving up Nick Ritchie in a fourth. Um, you may not even need to give up the fourth, honestly, with a deal on Evander Kane. You may be able to just give up Nick Ritchie and get a fourth back, if realistically. Um, they could take the chance on him, $3.5 million. He'd fit in that top six brilliantly as a hockey player. Uh, Calgary Flames, I think Evander Kane would be a, such a good flame. Oh, God. Yeah, especially with how they're playing right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. And I haven't given up Tyler Pitlick in a fifth-round pick in 2022. Um, again, okay, if that's all it takes, like, that's all yeah. it probably takes, right? Like, it's not yeah, much. That's, that, that's um, what it takes, man. You definitely, should. it's just the person. Like, if you want to risk it, you can, but if you feel like you got a strong enough hold on your group, maybe you risk it. Um, next, I got Vegas. Vegas to me seems like the perfect team because they go for it, always go for it, and this would really push them over the top. Uh, and I'm giving up a fourth round pick in 2023. Uh, yeah, that kind of tickles me a little bit, as in, uh, like, Dadanov, Smith, and these guys. Like, maybe they. Maybe, maybe you move like Dadanov. Yeah, maybe you give Dadanov to San Jose for Kane. For Kane, and you get that little bit of a cheaper contract or whatever. Hey, and he's like, a top six guy. Like, you know, we all know how Vegas is very cutthroat. Um,. If they like want to continue, about it's, it's about, about hockey. hockey. Like, it is about are, hockey man. there. Like, you're just like we're here to play hockey, and if you're a good hockey player, you're on this team. Yeah, yeah exactly. So like, no, so, I don't. so that's an option. I don't hate the idea. I never really thought about Vegas doing it, but that me would neither. Be, but I saw uh, them too. And... Too bad of an idea. Yeah, especially when you can get them for cheap and possibly shed money, money with it. it. Exactly, and that's why I tried to do with most people. Yeah, that's why I tried to do with most people: shed unwanted cap. I looked at Calgary and giving Lucic, but I think he's playing too good and he's not going to waive his no move for... I don't know if he'd waive it for San Jose. I think he likes playing in Calgary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you keep a guy who likes and wants right? to either, especially if you're in Canada. That's yeah. what it is. Right. Uh, so, And then I got yeah, no, Boston Kane's and Carolina three and too as uh, the other Kane's teams. That three and a half mil is what it would be yep. when it's 50% retained. I think, is Dadanov at straight five? 
Five, yeah. Okay. Straight yeah, five straight for five. three, so two years after this. Maybe you can shed a Yanmark or somebody Yanmark like with that. And that's a you might be able to get bills. something for Yanmark, actually, at that contract. Because mm-hmm. he's on a good contract. It's just... Yeah, or you just do that and you or Smith and straight up. Yeah, you trade one of those two guys straight up away, and then you trade one yep. of them for Kane, and you've got enough money to bring Eichel back in when he's healthy and stuff. Yeah, so. and you can play like yeah, so like that could be a really special team with Evander Kane uh, as a hockey player. I just always I really fear the. I really really fear, the aftermath of the contract if he can't finish up this contract playing hockey without any shit disturbances i'd be worried um so. i just fear the extra extra years like i'm not worried about this playoff run or something like that not I'm this one no no no, no. Like, not you know. this one i'm talking yeah, like hey. after i'm talking yeah, in exactly. two like, three years when you're like oh boy this guy's a real like asshole now we get why Jose didn't and now you're like, oh, well, what do we do? They couldn't yeah, exactly. barely get rid of them. So that's my fear with Kane. Like you can definitely keep it to hockey and let it not disrupt your locker room for like a, this year. A sort year. Of thing and you could probably do it for a year, a maybe a year and a half. Like, yeah, once but you get after, after that, this year, it probably gets a little, yeah. little dicey. It all, all depends how things go. And exactly, you don't want to be stuck with this contract. So like that might kick the flame even though like the flames and the knights seem like perfect options might not even do it just simply because yeah. there's years on it yeah and, and that's I and i, I get that i, I understand that this, you know like yeah I, i'm fine with doing this like i want this and i need this this year but like i need to know that i can move this guy next year or not have this guy next year yeah. or something and like that's that. and that's the worry that of might it, be right? the yeah, that that's might why be the it thing. hasn't that, happened and that's what i said off the start i'll bring it back to like I'm just not sure if it'll happen this year because mm-hmm. of what I'm saying it's right there. It's hard to do know? it like, in season. I, it's hard to do it yeah, in right. season. Absolutely. But like I said, tried to make a trade with everyone here. Um, the guy's got like eight points in like five games in the AHL. So like, he's a good yeah. hockey player. We know this. We know he's he a 25 goal scorer. So, but anyways, let's move into our final four. Uh, fourth spot here, we got Riley Smith. I think he's most likely to be traded for Vegas because he's the easiestly moved because on one year deal, um, there's not chances or there's a good chance he won't resign next year. Um, I think the Rangers are going to be all in on Riley Smith, all in. I have them giving up a first in 2023, or they can give up two seconds, the Blues in their own second this year. Um, however, which way they want to go about it. You offer the two seconds first, and then you try for the first if they say no. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm just not a big fan of Smith going anywhere. I don't I don't know why. I just think he's going to stick around. I just know he's part of yeah. the whole, but the like, whole expansion money, thing and like a really big part of the team. I, hey, I, just, I, I thought Flurry was, was going to be there game. forever. So, hey, Flurry uh, was their guy, though. Like, if they can get rid of Flurry... They can get rid of Riley Smith and a heartbeat. They can get rid of ever, anyone on this team right now. Oh, and yeah. It wouldn't be Sean by any means. And I, I just, it makes, it's the most sensible one, right? We always talk about there's one year left. Just get something for them. Why don't you get something and flip it for something better? You can get a yeah, first for Riley Smith. Use that first to get Hurdle. 
use that yeah, first exactly. to get Forsberg, right? Like you can go different ways about it and maybe get some term on a guy. Like Toffoli, if you want. Like Toffoli's like a Riley Smith. I guess feel cheaper. like Smith could could sign for cheaper than what he's making right he now. Could. So he could, but you gotta a... get you gotta get Eichel in. That's priority number one, and you will let Smith walk for nothing yeah. if you if that well, is your I, only option. I still option. believe I still believe Dan Adam was just a patch for this. I, I believe he's the one that's for surely gone. True. I'm not sold on them really moving anybody else. Something tells me that they all they have to do is just only move up getting Dadanov, and for some reason, true. But work but you <laughs> you also said that if you trade Dadanov, you're gonna have to give up something. Yeah, why, probably. Why wouldn't you trade both of them, get something for both of them, and then use that to get someone better to replace long term? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so that's I where like, I go. Like, you got to think long term rather than like, it's what Vegas, Vegas does. Yeah. To, that's, uh, to get that higher value, maximize your value. Yep. They can, yeah, they may do that. I they, believe I like, I like that just saying. makes what sense to me when if Vegas told Flurry you're here for life and then said, now nah, we're going to trade you for a goalie we've never even heard of, mm-hmm. they'll trade Riley Smith for Eichel in a heartbeat, like to make sure he's on the lineup there. Um, second trade I got with Carolina, or sorry, Colorado Avalanche. Um, I got them giving up Justin Barron and a fifth round pick. Now, if they're not comfortable giving up the defensive prospect and Barron, I can, you can give them Shane Bowers and a third round pick instead. Um, I just see something there. I imagine they would have to get him 50% retained in Arizona or something for, or Buffalo, wherever San Jose for like a fourth, fifth round pick. But I think that's worth it for Colorado to get value. I don't see Vegas making this move unless absolutely necessary because they're rivals right now. Mm-hmm. Like they're the biggest rival to Vegas in the West is Colorado. So undeniably. yeah, And, or vice versa. Right. So you're not going to just give up a player of Riley Smith, that quality to someone, but if they're the only team calling you, you have to pick up the phone and do this to get Eichel in. Right. So, um, that's the only two trades I got for Riley Smith. There's tons of options. Like, obviously, you could go to Boston. A lot of teams could retain salary. But we'll see what Vegas wants to do with them. They'll just take the best assets for them uh, in the East, hopefully. Third, I've got Jake DeBrusque. Um, I got a couple moves with him here. Uh, first one with Colorado. I have Colorado giving up a second-round pick. And a uh, third round pick in 2024. Um, for Jake DeBrus, I don't know if that's quite enough, but can you get a first for him? Right? Probably, maybe. They also probably want the, the most, like, they probably want the most value of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to get for DeBras. We all know what his value is because he wants to trade out. So yeah, maybe like it's... they brought up the fact that they'd like, uh, they'd to like do the a best swap for swap. A player. Yeah, so I, I did a couple with draft picks, but like I said, no one says you can't trade these draft picks the second you get them, right? You could have a side deal done for Oh, yeah, you could flip anyone. it the second you get it. Yeah, like whoever you want. So... 
I just get them getting a second and third from Nashville, Minnesota, Colorado. Um, Cause that's why I feel like those teams would give up. They really don't want to give up any roster players for DeBrusque, I feel so. Um, but for roster trades, I've got uh, one with Vegas where they could do a Riley Smith or a Dadnov type deal. Like one of those two in it with a third. Um, like you never know what could go. I think Vegas and them could definitely make something work potentially, but Vegas is issue is signing the contract after. Um, so we, I'm not sure we'd have to see, but the one I'm most intrigued about is one with Anaheim. I got DeBrusque going to Anaheim with Sension and a third round pick from Boston, but I have Ricard Raquel coming back to Boston. So Boston gets the better forward. But Anaheim gets a, a younger, potential, uh, decently high-end potential of 20 goals winger back. As well as a pick in Sension. So, what do you Yeah, guys... let's be serious. Sension's probably going to end up being at least a bottom six player because... Yeah, he'll, he'll why play. Why wouldn't he? You know, yeah, he should Boston play. Just never used him, and for some unknown reason, he'll just go somewhere else and... Find a spot. Figure something out, probably. I don't think he'll be a top six, but maybe a bottom. No, Um, I think giving up Raquel for Anaheim makes sense. They don't have to worry about losing him for nothing because DeBrusque is he's RFA eligible. Like it makes a lot of sense for everyone around. Anaheim has the money to resign DeBrusque, and we'll really see if the change of scenery is what was needed. It because this could be a steal for both teams in high end but it's a risk for both teams is where i found mm-hmm. yeah i struggle seeing raquel go anywhere like i i think i made a trade with raquel going to uh calgary but like i just don't even see him moving really i don't no. know seeing uh, like with everything going well there like uh, absolutely it shut down the fact that he like i thought he was definitely going to get moved this year kind of because i thought they weren't going to be too too great but, but they're, they're actually a lot fantastic gonna be they're gonna be a lot better than i thought they would have been for yeah, the see, next couple of years so. and to me raquel is expendable because he doesn't fit the timeline um yeah, and he's not as big of he's not big enough of a leader to me on that team where it's like oh our locker room's gonna hurt with him a lot gone whereas i think you can take this risk and it's a very calculated risk for anaheim like the younger guy who can score around the same amount as raquel Raquel, who's injury-prone. Boston needs someone better right now. They're willing to make this. I think it's just a good gamble for both teams. Um, Moving on, though, to my second player on my list is Ben Chirot. Um, I was very boring with these trades because it's going to be a boring trade. He's going to go for a first-round pick. Um, Most likely, at least. At least a second and third. Um, ben Chirot, and he'll probably get retained salary. This is uh, Montreal's biggest asset to move this year, and they're going to get move him. I don't think there's a world he's not gone. A couple of the teams I put, though, that gave up first-round picks for him were St. Louis, New York Rangers, Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Edmonton Oilers. All guys who could use a little bit of help on their second or third pair on the left side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, we move to my number one player, and that is Phil Kessel. Um, 
Phil Kessel is my number one player because he's the last one. Everyone, yeah. Yeah. Um, And And Arizona is selling. They're still selling, right? He's the most logical one to try and get something for. Now, I don't know what his value is. Um, What I put might be a little much. But if there is a bid for him, I think he'll go for at least this much. So I'm doing this based on three team, these three teams all wanting him. And that's the New York Rangers, Minnesota Wild, Nashville Predators, all 50% retained, which brings it down to $4 million because he's already been retained once. And he had an $8 million contract. So that's how it works. Um, the Rangers giving up Georgiev and two-fourths for him. I think that's high-end. That's mainly for cap as well. Minnesota giving up a second and a third in 2022, and Nashville doing the same. So nothing too crazy and pretty boring trades, but I think that's probably the best value you can get, and that's all Arizona will ask for his picks. So, but anyways, that is my trade bait board that I spent hours and hours doing <laughs> best so, it's so, so fun yeah how, Kessel is, dog. i'm just so rattled about kessel i just don't even too. he's another one of those guys where it's like is he paying for this guy like yeah i don't how much know this guy hey. actually cost like Jesus. that's where i'm like, questioning i have like no i'd problem. almost especially as like a rental like to me like i just hate how much people spend on rentals sometimes it just blows me away me too uh, but that's but what i i gotta put what's probably just, gonna happen in a way too right like yeah like it's only I, if these guys actually want him like there's just some random yeah. like i just need this guy I and know that's why i said bidding thing. war right like i just i don't even yeah i don't like kessel i wouldn't even trade for him honestly i don't i wouldn't see the point i think he'd See, and no I reason. think I think a team is gonna make that mistake because he's a two-time cup champion, because he is a natural goal scorer and one of the best natural goal scorers in the NHL. Um, like there's value in that to teams. Just getting the ex- like a lot of teams also value like we're good. We're going to give up a second to try and win one round because that experience for our young guys is worth it. Like the Rangers. Like them winning yeah. a first round series would go miles distance yeah, exactly. for this team mentally. And if you have to give up Georgiev and or a second or whatever yeah, for Kessel to do that, and you, stuff. you probably do, do that, right? Yeah. No, they're like a... That's like, the this problem is what with teams it. should be doing a lot more. Like this full, full rebuild thing uh-huh. is the dumbest thing on earth. Like just quit for a couple of years and then try to get better as much as possible for the yeah. next few years. Like it, it, it it's fine. You, I don't see why you need to like go and complete full rebuilds. Like say in Arizona did like sometimes with that team, we, they did it several times and it's like, well, this didn't work again somehow. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I can understand the full, full rebuild again there. Cause like, geez, what do you do? You do it when there's sometimes. last ditch. Like, That's your last ditch is blowing up yeah, the team like, to all hell. Yeah, exactly. And when I say blowing up the Flyers or something like that, I'm literally talking about two guys. Like, you're not losing yeah, the whole Giroux, team. Risto, losing Giroux or, and, like, Risto. Like, or JBR like, or something. If, you, if yeah. you can't make up after that in a year or two, 
Like, I know you might not be able to make up for it instantly, but like, if you can make up for it in a year or two, you know, like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, put yourself in a situation and that you can like get back out of instead of like, look, what's Arizona going to do for the next five years? Like, they're not going to be good. They're going to be so bad. So, so, so like, bad for so long. Like, so. at least the Rangers can pretend to be good for a couple of years here. And maybe, <laughs> well, maybe things don't work out. Maybe cap hits hit them a little too hard and they have to make moves and they it takes a little bit longer. But, like, at least you were good through this period, not just Buffalo. At least you were getting playoff like, ticket sales. Five flipping years or like, ten. Like, look what Toronto's doing to themselves. Like, if they keep paying for these drafts and or at the deadline, if they keep throwing first round picks and second round picks out, like, <laughs> they're going to be the gonna run out of team. You're going to run out of a team. They are going to turn into the Pittsburgh you're, Penguins. You're just going to be did. signing guys constantly because you literally, you have to sign people every year just yep. to min league deals. Whoever will actually take it. Like, it's, so, nope. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm so rattled with Kessel. I, <laughs> I just don't know where to go with him. And Neither I, do there's I. a couple of guys in this, in the trade bait board. That, yeah, but it's like, I just yeah, don't know sure. what's going to happen with these guys. Nope. Are they actually going to? Absolutely. I know it's tough, like right? Said, but you need people to want them. Yeah, and that's the issue with it. A lot of the cases, and there needs to be a bidding war for some of these to go as high. Like, there's a lot of guys that may have overvalued, but I'm also trying to look at the high end trade value because trade value seems to always double the second the trade deadline is hitting because people panic and make bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah, These trades like, all... are logical because GMs make bad decisions all the time. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised like, if I nail like in a situation a where there's three teams in on this, not just like yeah. not this like these two guys backed out already. Like they're at, yeah. you're at least pretending that like these yeah. guys, three guys I'm making are it acquiring this guy. Yeah, you know? I'm making like, it interesting. So now, it's not reality just might a... be that like literally nobody's interested in oh yeah enough or whatever Absolutely. so you're not getting anything back for them you know like it, reality it, it is, is with cool, this but... trade bait board is i have 34 names and i guarantee you maybe i'll be lucky to have 10 i'll be very lucky to have 10 of these guys trade at the deadline or between now to the deadline. yeah because one how many guys actually get traded at the deadline two how <laughs> many people are buyers how many people Buy, are buyers yeah. Right, like, and I'm not saying like trades in general. I'm saying names yeah. on this list that are on new franchises. I can like, there's a couple that are pretty well slam dunks, like Ben Sherrod. He's pretty much yeah, a slam dunk to be traded. Jake DeBrusque, I wouldn't be surprised by any means. Riley Smith or Dadnov, I think, is pretty well a lock. Justin Hall seems to be very, very likely to be dealt. Like, just a couple guys there that are very likely, but. uh was there any, uh, do you guys have anything to add with it? Anything to say about it? Any things I really fucked up on? Any guys I really nailed? Like, No, I mean, oh I think there's at least, I'd say at least five of them that could definitely come true. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, for the most part, I they were fair. I don't think I, I skewed too far away from reality with any of them. Maybe a couple that mm-hmm. I was a little, like the Senko one, is more of a what I value. I value Senko to being a top six 30 goal scorer still because he is <laughs> like he's proving it this year that he's still that talent. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it would be different if he's like, oh, yeah, well, he's a 30 goal scorer. Well, guess what? Alec Gal- Galchenyuk was a 30 goal scorer. Yeah, sure. But Terrence Inko is actually still good. 
and still in um, first liners. One one guy I'm not sure if I brought up uh, like Max Domi. I like that going to Boston. I wonder if Boston would look at a Max yeah. Domi. I think he could really help them in their top six. Like he's a fiery guy. He can get lots of points. Maybe him and Hall or somebody that can yeah, work together. Know. Maybe there's and, like he's there. not gonna cost that that much in no, reality. Like I only gave you up know? like second round pick as the high end for it. So like, can you lot. do a Max Domi for a DeBrusque straight up, and everybody's kind of I would that? like I would be pissed as a Bruins. I fan. think people would hum and haw about it, and maybe you could make a deal with those two. But you, you can know, make like, a deal with those two, but I feel like Boston loses if they give up on DeBrusque for Domi because Domi is the biggest wild card player in the NHL. He goes to a new team, lights it up, and then all of a sudden he forgets how to play hockey. And then it happens again. This is the fourth time Max Domi has had a really good stretch of hockey where we're like, he's still good enough. And, yeah, but and like, then disappears. that is what Boston needs. Like they no, I know falls apart later. Like straight up, we need somebody that's going to come here with full energy and just but look what Domi did and all that sort of stuff. And Domi was not good year, when he they moved. They need a year or two out of that instead of like a mediocre, yeah. debrusque sort of situation. So I, I just feel like you could chance. probably just give up less than debrusque to get Domi because we also probably. forget Columbus doesn't really want Domi anymore yeah right we know this they didn't want him they wanted him picked in the expansion draft and he wasn't and sure he's having a good enough season where they might be able to get a third and fourth round pick but they're very happy to move him if they can so i don't think i don't think you have to give up even a debrusque for it and that you can even trade debrusque in like a bidding war with someone if you can yeah exactly hey send him to edmonton edmonton's been interested the whole time seemingly so yeah, no doubt, but no, doubt. no um like i said these aren't gonna be right i'm sh- i'd be shocked if one is na- if i nail one of them for the most part but i i think these are the most likely guys to be traded these are definitely the guys being shopped and i tried to be as fair as possible based on previous deadlines what people overpay for specific players like big and stronger defensemen or right-handed ones so I think you're missing like a Washington. I didn't see Washington in here. I Washington no, I didn't. Make any moves here, boys? I didn't. What? I didn't put Washington in. I looked at them for everything, and I just, I didn't. I don't know what Washington would need. Honestly. Yeah, well, they don't really that, need. They anything. don't need they anything. Go get uh, Mantha, so it's not like you need to fill more spots. And that's where like... I'm like, I looked at their forward group. I'm like, I'm only putting a forward if I'm replacing a forward. But I kind of, yeah, like I actually I like, I liked how play Washington played last year. Is the difference? I thought they should have beat Boston. Like I thought like they were I better. Can... If I can remember correctly, I think the one guy that I was looking at that maybe in the future or the next trade that this team would make forward-wise would be uh, Lars Eller. Because, like, yeah. one, these guys don't make moves very much. And soon enough, you're going to have to move on from him. And yeah, you never know. Kind of spy out his down years or something yeah. and try see, to make know the someone, move before then. Know who but someone like, I see them who I kind of put down for Minor them. league deals, hey? like Or like minor guys, your fourth liners. I'm third talking liners. Yeah, Zach see Sanford. Deals, but, I see a but, Zach Sanford maybe. Yeah, like, exactly. Hey, like, like, yeah, they might grab a guy like that, but I just I don't see much for like actual moves. I think that's no, the trade is like as far as they're going to go when it yeah. comes to – that's where my Washington. mind goes with Washington. Like even Pittsburgh, 
I neglectantly put Pittsburgh in these because I'm a fan. Like, I I don't think Pittsburgh is going to make any moves at this deadline buying-wise. They may sell a player or two yeah. and, like, make a small change. But I think that's it. Like, I really don't think we're going to be in on all of these. The reason I put them in for the goaltending is because I want a backup goalie. If you can't tell if you've been listening to the podcast, yeah, exactly. I desperately want a backup goalie. So I did everything I could for that. Chikrin, I just put them in because I wanted to see how much assets we'd give up to get them, how much we'd have to. And it turns out yeah. it's all of them. Like, so, no. Yeah, um, like I see the fans grabbing like a free Kudobin at the deadline because yes. you got to wait till all the – it's as cheap as possible and stuff like that exactly so you're not getting too much for goalies like you've been saying like it's goalies are i don't know they get traded for bags of books like all the time it seems like nobody cares about defense or goalies actually unless we're talking about this like all these goalies need to stop taking any length on any deal all of these guys should have taken one-year deals until they were all ufas at one time and just stood there and stared at the league and said I'm worth this much. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. Like, 32 goalies? Oh, wait, the 64 goalies. If you're a goalie in the NHL on a starting roster, you're giving me a million dollars, and I ain't going anywhere yep. else. Even if my name is Aaron Dell or whoever it is, yep. you, you're giving me a role to be a, on this team all if year? If you do with it, all it takes is one to do that. Yeah, though, because, right? like, I'm sick of this whole – Five million dollars as a goalie. Like you get your you're you're now a starting goalie in the NHL because you got your five million dollar contract. Like what a joke, man. Riley Smith makes five million dollars. Dadanov makes five million dollars. These guys are hardly like super impactful players. These are side guys and stuff like that. Like what your yeah. goalies are side However, guys. However, like we how... pay our goalies like side guys. It's a complete joke. Like if I was now on goalies, the flip side though, in a conglomeration what? being like everybody, like take one year deals until we all go to UFA and they're all going to have to pay us money because we're all going to stand here and be like top guys will be like, it's, it's $8 million from right. But you know, what uh, is the, the next biggest guys mistake or seven or five? Like, but what's the biggest mistake a GM usually makes long-term Sign deals with a goalie. It's only it's, long-term. It's, it's always long-term. If you guys just stop going long-term, just pay these guys what they're worth right now. Like I think right. that's where goalie should go. Like it's, yeah. Honestly, I think they should change the whole goalie. The whole, like, I think they should go off bonuses or something like that because you can't trust goalies and teams don't trust goalies. You know what I wonder so if they do? you should, like, almost do, like, a bonus thing where, like, you're a tier of this type of goalie, so you get the $5 million cap hit. But, like, you could get paid $7 million because you're, you have no. insane numbers. You had a great year or, you know, like, that sort of shit. Like, I think right. they got to figure something out like that because it'll never be fair for goalies. I think what they should do is nobody is, will trust uh, I think it would be interesting is what they do in football at the franchise tag. If they did something like that for for the NHL and you can pick your goalies to be like a completely separate cap Like even for just one do that just for goalies. For just your goalies like, like where each like, team gets one they can it's use... such a different position compared it to all is. the others. And it's that's so, what the I, issue is. I think is. you need to trade the cap differently because, one, it'll make it fair for these guys that mm -hmm. go in and make no money whatsoever, and they're, like, the best goalie in the world, like, that year. Right. And you just get nothing out of it. I got a million dollars for that year. Like, what a what a joke, man, you know? Like, yeah. Give these guys Absolutely. their money because you never you're, – you're, you almost never get paid what you're worth, you know, no. other than, like, what, Vasilevsky right now? 
Yeah, there's a couple, but not very many. Um, I mean, look how much Hellebuck's being made. Like, he's making $6 million. Yeah, exactly. Like, the top goalies are making $6, 7000000 million. Like, these guys are... They're at Except least for Price and Bass either. Players. Are yeah. they not? Can we pay them, like, first-line players? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, it'll change. It always does, right? Like, it comes in waves. So lately, it's been defensemen getting paid. Finally, defensemen are getting what they're worth and not sitting around the $6 million and under, yeah. right? So yeah, we're, actually we'll paying get these there. kids for being so good when they're twenty to twenty six instead of getting the payment after they did all that stuff. You know, yeah. Like, see, and we're getting there with that. We're yeah, starting yeah, to I be that. So, but, um, but anyways, that we gotta close out this podcast because it's been over three hours. Um, I figured this one would be longer. This is our first podcast back. Uh, do you guys have any final notes before I close it out? Hell yeah! Uh, let's get uh, into. Something that scares goalies, Mr. Alexander Ovechkin. A stat I saw during a game just blew me away. Multi-goal games. This guy's got 122 multi-goal games, Alexander Ovechkin. And the next guy is Stammer at 80. (laughs) Wow. That's insane. 42. (laughs) 42 games. That's a ridiculous stat. That's insane. Wow. So, so we'll wow. leave you to ponder that one while we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the other thing I got that was really interesting, Craig Berube has become the seventh coach to win 200 games as a coach and play in 1,000 NHL games. Nice. So that's, pretty, that's cool. That's pretty that's, that's pretty sweet. What did you say, second person of all time to do that? No, no, seventh. Seventh, seventh coach. Seventh? Okay. Seventh nice. coach. To That's win cool. 200 games and play in a thousand old Craig Berube of the Blues. So. Impressive, quite impressive. But, anyways, that's all I got. That's all you got. Perfect. Well, that's all we got for this week's podcast. We knew it would be a little bit longer. We had a week off, had a lot to talk about, even though there's no games. Plus, we had fun with this trade bait board. Uh, be on the lookout for Twitter for it. That's where I'm going to post it once I get everything organized better. Uh, so follow us on our social medias on Twitter, Instagram at Couch on Ice, and YouTube at the Couch on Ice, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.